So you like that music too, don't you? Man, I was vibing the yes, whole sir. time. I'm telling yes, you, man. Sir. Just want to keep it going, man. So <laughs> might we see a shift in the NFL if this positionless football takes off this year? Just might. Got a few buddies that's going to help me talk about it, man. Mike might be here. He uh, will explain his situation here. And his is fine. He's good. It's actually a really good situation, but we'll explain it in just a few minutes. And welcome in, folks, to episode 111 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons FanCast. My name is John, your host tonight, joined by our great friends and brothers, man. We got Fleek and we got Savion from the New Millennium Falcons podcast around the block. What is going on, boys? What's up, my guy? Hey, I'm happy to be back. It is late June. That means football season is around the corner. I can smell it. I am ready. Yeah, I am with you, man. Savion, what's going on with you, buddy? <sighs> Fleek said it best. I can smell it. The t- the training camp dates have already come out. You can start to feel it. The the air is starting to get thick. It's it's wonderful, man. I cannot wait. Let's get man. to it. I'm telling you, man. And so we 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 can't start the show without saying. And since the last time we had you guys on, it was a live draft night, which was amazing in itself we're gonna be doing that every year by the way um but save on man you've got a new gig in the meantime man tell the folks even though it's not falcons related i mean gotta we gotta promote you buddy yes uh i did get a new gig i do now work for uh tyler fornis and the vikings wire over at usa today uh I am covering the Minnesota Vikings. That does not mean that I am still not a common Fal- uh, Atlanta Falcons apologist. All it means is that I now have to share my thoughts and views with uh, with the Vikings uh, fans and everything. But, it, yeah, I did get a new gig. It's a, it, it's a lot of fun. Congrats, How are they Congrats. feeling about Dalvin Cook situation? Like, are they – so the thing with Dalvin Cook is the Dalvin Cook had a it was kind of a perfect storm to where Dalvin Cook had a bat had like his first like off year and it mixed in with like his contract year and it also mixed in with the fact that you know they're kind of looking towards the future now like last year was I won't say an anomaly but kind of an anomaly they went 11 and 0 in like one score games that's never going to happen again so it's like does it suck to lose Dalvin Cook yes it is going to suck to lose that much production from your bell cow back. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we we need to we need to start looking towards the future anyway. Started to look towards to getting younger anyway. So nice. That's what it is. Well, gonna, and y- y- y'all can obviously see that Mike's not here tonight, but um, I was going to explain it, but I'm going to let him explain it himself because he is here, sort of. <laughs> Well, that was oh, like snap. the worst tease ever. Well, I mean, like he's here, what? but he's not here. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> there he is. There we go. Hey, hey, my guy. I had to pop in real quick. Hey, man, I just wanted to tell y'all what's going on. I'm out of my falcon mind. Okay, I'm moving, so I'm enjoying my pool one last time. I'm out. 
Now we can. Now. Yeah. I said, I'm about to move, right? So I'm out here at my pool one last time enjoying myself. I got a beautiful, beautiful girl with me, and I'm drinking. I'm having a blast. I'm out of my fucking mind. Man, what's going on, man? <laughs> is what's everybody Man, hey, y'all too just... serious. Y'all talking about diving cook. Is, man, man, is we winning the Super Bowl or not? <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's, that, that's a great question. Is that question. a given? Man, I'm jumping straight to it. Are we winning the Super Bowl or not? Hey, Mike, I'm going to tell you like this, my brother. I'm more confident this year than I've been since 2017. I'll tell you, yeah. I, yeah I, I'll say oh, that. That's a good yeah. 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 For sure. But how but how are you on the no scale? Are you on the believe scale or are you on the no? I know. I, I believe. <laughs> I don't know. Come I on, believe. please. Save me. Come on, save me. No. Hard, no for me, save me. No for me, save me. Do you believe or you know? I mean, that's a Listen, different man. vibration, man. We Listen, man. Listen, man, I I I I gotta I gotta lean more towards believe because I can't say no with all this all the talent we got. Yeah. Imagine joined in, man. I'm I'm thinking I should have stayed off live. I should have just stayed <laughs> in the pool. And I love y'all, What's up? What's y'all talking about, man? What's the topic? What's the topic, man? What we talking about? Oh, we just got we just started off, buddy. We I was just gonna yeah. tell everybody that you were moving. You're actually gonna be like 25 minutes from me. So we're gonna we may we may do some shows together now, like in the same spot. Mm. And look at that face. Look at that face. It's <laughs> a perfect reaction. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah. 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 We got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going right by on y'all. I'm going to be right there. So we going. Kind of in and out, buddy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It seems like you've got, like, good coverage and bad coverage depending on what's yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> huh? It just depends. You man, got good I don't even know what's going on. Coverage. Like you oh, go I'm in telling you, I'm just, it's all good, man. Hey, young, I'm going to tell you what I really would like to do. I really would like to flip this camera so, so y'all can see what I'm looking at. But I can't do that for various reasons. But, uh, oh, my God. Like, I'm having a blast, man. I'm out of my falcon mind. I just wanted to pop in and say this. Uh, man, man, I'm, I'm going to move closer to John. So we should do podcasts together now. We're going to have a whole lot of shit coming. Man, I'm like, as of right now, I'm way on the other side from John. Like, John is nowhere close to me. Like, but we going right over there. I'm going right by John, so we should be having a blast. But I had to pop in because I love Fleek and Savion. And I'm not going to never miss this shit. You know, I'm Appreciate supposed to be that, packing. Brother. Hey, bro, I started packing. Man, I started packing. I had a beer. And it said, look, why don't we go to the pool? And she happened to have a bikini just on deck. And I was like, you know what you brought that for, but I won't get into that. I'm out of my fucking mind, you know? But like, I, hey, Lord. So here's what I, I just want to ask y'all one question before I go: Is there, is there, is there a hang up? Is there any type of hang up that you feel is hanging you up from being all the way in, from being just? Is there, is there one thing that is stopping you from just being? Oh, like I would jump two feet in this pool head first, but I can't because of what? Well, I, I just Arthur Smith has to show me that he can use all of these unicorns correctly. 
Like he has to show okay. me that this won't just be a repeat of last year plus a little spikes. Like I need to see growth in his play call and I need to see growth in the identity of the offense, even though we have a great identity. I just need okay. to know that Bijan will be able to be used like he should be. And Kyle Okay. Pitts. Okay. What was I Savvy, what you got? Curry, what's up? Hey Curry, so, I'm getting I'm about to get wasted. But hey. Oh right, yeah, he's very that? good. My my man's is very good. Um <laughs> Nah, um, I just don't know about I don't I mean don't get me wrong, we we upgraded the defense immensely. Like it looks fantastic on paper. But we don't know what Ryan Nielsen is as a play, as a defensive play caller. We don't know if all of these guys are gonna gel. I mean, it's a brand new defense, it's a brand new group of guys. I mean, they have to have time to gel. It might not look good when you first when we first get into it, like I know we go up against a rookie quarterback, but if we don't look good against Bryce Young, there's going to be some questions like, okay, what what, what are we doing here? So I'm saying, man, what week you think it all gels? Eh? Like, what week you think it all coming together? So uh, are with, you saying early or you thinking like in the halfway? So with defense, it should come a little bit easier than, let's say, like a new offensive group because, you know, there's not as many – I'm not going to say it's not as many calls because it's it's – Everything in football at this level is just complicated. But okay. I'll say that it's more based on reactionary things, and you can kind of be more athletic when it comes to defense. So it'll, it should look a lot better as far as what it, if, if it comes out slow, it should be good by at least week six. I week was just about to say because we play Houston in week five, and if we don't lock in that week, I don't think it's happening until about week 12. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> John, you think it's gelling or it's going like look ugly at first? Or you think it's just going to come out the gate? Mute, John. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought I was trying. I can't hear you. Man, Thank I you. thought I was. I thought I said, I'm wasted. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> look, at Hey, I ain't want to say nothing. I'm nodding down along with the show, but I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. I was just about to uh-huh. play it off. No, man, I said, uh, no, I said, no, I think is with all the as talented as those guys are, like, I don't think they're going to look bad. I think, I don't think they can, they can just look terrible. I think, um, just that training camp and that preseason time, what they, that'll be the time they use to get all their communication down, which would be really it, really. It'll just be them getting, knowing what the guy to the left and to the right of them are doing and then understanding, obviously, the scheme that Nielsen is, is throwing out there, which I think, is going to be a little bit more straightforward than what DMPs had. DMPs seem to have like a damn you. like that's true, you know, yeah. advanced chemistry type of degree to understand. Right. Yeah. So I think this will be more of a kind of a you know, see ball, go get ball, hit player, whatever yeah. type of defense. So, um, you know, with some nuances in it, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, you know, I'm, I'm with Fleek. I mean, and both those guys. I think you know, week four or five, you should start seeing like a a good you know formed defense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I just so I so I just want to say y'all. Real quick before I leave, um, and this has nothing to do with football, but I have to say this, man, it's a thousand reasons every day for y'all to be mad or be angry or to have an attitude or to, like, uh, sneak this each other. I be saying y'all be doing that shit on Twitter. You sneak this each other. Or it's a million reasons to enjoy your motherfucking self. You feel me? And you, and I, and, and you don't got to have a pool to do that, but you could grab a beer to do that. You could turn on Netflix to do that. You could turn on music to do that. You could find a fine girl to do that. You could play with your kid to do that. You could uh, write in your journal to do that. 
You can like you can smoke weed to do that. You can eat an edible to do that. You you can masturbate to do that. Whatever you need to do. But I'm saying, there enjoy your motherfucking life. It's short, and you never know when you when it's over, or you never know when that. So just enjoy yourself, man, because life is full of it's way more reasons to have fun every day than it is to be mad. Just always remember that. And you heard that from me. Cheers to you guys. I buddy, you have that, a appreciate you, you have a great night, buddy, and good luck uh moving whenever you're or packing. Yeah. Good luck packing after you go back because that's not gonna I'm work. A, that's hey, not gonna I'm work. A, I, oh, it's not gonna work now, but no. I'm I'm gonna pack some other things, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 gonna pack some other things. <laughs> and I'm gonna pack it good, man. <laughs> hey, I just had to come in. I love y'all boys. Man, oh, I love man. you too, bro. And I just went I had hey yo, when it's click and save you on, I'm I'm not gonna miss this show. I gotta pop it no matter what I'm doing. I'm glad I popped. If I popped in an hour, you wouldn't want to see what I was doing. All right? So I had to pop in now. Got it in so, early. Man, I, I appreciate wanted, it. Hey, I just want to tell y'all that I love. Hey, and I had to say this too, Fleek and Savion. Y'all have like the, uh, if I had to pick a uh, underrated podcast, it would be y'all's. I was thinking about that the last week. That it's putting the whole thing, it would be the most underrated. So I, so I just need everybody to go and go check it out so it's not that underrated. They are the shit in every way if y'all go check them out. But y'all got to go over there and look. Because if you don't look, you got to take my word for it. And I'm not the most trustworthy guy. Don't take my word for it. Oh, look at yourself. I love those boys. But I do have to go because I'm not paying attention to somebody that's looking extremely nice right now. Okay? So I'm going. Yes, I just want to say I love you guys. I'm out of my fucking mind. And we will go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. I promise. 100%. Peace. Love you, Mike. Love yeah. you, Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. All right, man. I love y'all boys, man. Later. 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 Hey, too, bro. Have a good night. God hey, damn it, man. man. Hey, that's, hey, is that not what life is about right there, bro? Right oh, there, man. man. Right there. Yeah, man. Mike said, he said it last week on the show, man. He said that, you know, that in we all know. I mean, he's dealt with a lot of stuff, like not good stuff, but he lives an amazing life outside of it. Like he, he's, he's, he has the most day. fun of anybody I know, man. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that's kind of what he's obviously was going to pack his apartment but uh yeah so he but he really has to move this weekend so he's got to get his shit together and get out because he was it was kind of he's been looking for months now and it's just like the last minute thing they told him he got it so which is great like i said he's gonna be 25 minutes from me so we can hang out and then, you know like i said do shows together and do more stuff together so it'll be fun it'll be great man i can't wait um and uh let me backtrack since mike came in here uh variety sports networks we're coming to you on make sure you guys check out variety sports they are 15 subs i believe short of 300 so mo- go ahead and if you all want to drop them a sub feel free yeah wherever it might be where savion's pointing there um we appreciate you guys for subbing to our channel we are at 654 i believe somewhere around there so we keep growing man we appreciate that five-star reviews we got a new five-star review which we always tell folks if you do it i will read it out on the show which i gotta do and it's from the pint glass football podcast so they must have checked us out so we appreciate that pint glass he said if you're atlanta falcons fan this is a must listen podcast appreciate that brother and let's see i think i want to hit all of everything i needed to hit yeah if you listen to us on itunes spotify man drop us a five-star review just helps us reach more falcons fans on those platforms as well we appreciate all the folks listening watching however you get our content man we really appreciate it uh and mike will be back next week in his new spot um when we have our show then so let's jump in the chat before we go any further guys kenny what's going on man he said what's up fellas they want to sleep on us and let them sleep 
we beat them, they're going to be putting them straight to night night. That's, that's what I'm Absolutely. talking about, man. So I'm talking about Bubba Gump. What's going on, man? Jeff, what's up? Jordan, what's going on, man? Falcons fan, hope everyone's doing well. D, man, good to see you, brother. He said, let's go. What's going on, fellas? Let's go, Ritter. Let's go, Falcons. Yes, sir. Y'all yes, saw Grady's Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. He was even on Good I, Morning I, Football this morning talking about I saw that. I saw that. I actually did not. What, what, what did I miss this time? He just put a – it was just a picture of Dez coming out like a training camp, and he just said uh, – what was it, just watch? Or, I think it was just yeah, watch, right? Just, like that. Yeah, yeah, just watch, something like that. Because uh, basically Dez um, posted something on Instagram. It was like year two loading, and yeah. like everybody was on his comments like, let's go. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something it's like your time. Yeah, yeah, I did mm -hmm. too. Okay, mm -hmm. never mind. Mm -hmm. Carrie, what's going on? I know Mike. Sorry to say hey to you, but what's up, Falcons? I'm excited for Fleek and Savion to be on the show tonight. Feels like it's been forever. It on, has. It has. Miss Pam, what's going on? Uncle Steve, man, what's cracking, man? He said, "What's up, gentlemen? Let's go." Make sure y'all check out Uncle Steve's Lounge, man. Every week, man, a couple of great shows every week. Does not miss. Jamal, what's up, brother? Mactown Dirty, what's happening? Um, Alberto, man, Berto's on vacation, checking us out, man. I think hey, he's shout vacation. out to you, bro. On oh, vacate? Yeah, man. I think he's down in Florida right now. I'm trying to get like you. Yeah, man. What? Exactly. For real? Exactly, man. Yeah, man. Jamal. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bubba Gump said, will Michael Walker finally be worth a damn? We Anybody want to? I mean, you know, it's funny when we were on uh Locked On Falcons out there in Freeman, we were on there. I asked Aaron about Michael, and he was he kind of had no opinion. He was like, Yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen with him. And I, I'm kind of the same, I'm in the same boat. Like, I really don't know either. It's uh, you know, pretty decent rookie season. Then, you know, we thought he's going to probably be more than he was last year when he got the green dot. We were like, Oh, shit, okay, he usually took that next step. And then it looked, then it was like, Yeah, maybe he didn't take that next step. Maybe it was a little bit too much for him. Then he kind of fell off a little bit. So I'm not, I'm not ready to throw him out yet because I know going through a different couple of defenses and like different not defenses but different positions can you know that can work that can affect the dude especially if it's not it doesn't go his way so i'm interested to see what he does with nielsen man i'm interested what, 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 what do you guys say savion start with you buddy so with my kyle walker the one thing that i love is that we have completely revamped everything in front of him so now, I mean, last year, don't get me wrong, we did see his shortcomings, and they were fairly short. But we have now something in – like, we have this infrastructure in front of him where it's like, okay, he can kind of be more aggressive and not have to worry about, oh, am I going to even have this lane to come shoot down? Or am I going to, you know, have to worry about what's going on in front of me to where I can't really focus on what's going on behind me? Not not excusing his bad play next last season. I, I'm I'm not. I'm just saying that there should be a little bit more optimism as far as you know what he should be able to accomplish now that he can kind of just focus on him. Essentially, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Fleek? Yeah, I would agree. Like um, Michael Walker, I I did expect him to take a step forward last year. I don't know if we actually saw that, but. Um, one thing about guys like that in that situation, usually if things don't go their way this season, they're supposed to take a step. When you take a little bit of the responsibility off of their plate, they tend to be able to be more free and play more like themselves. So, I, you know, 
hopefully Michael has a good season. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. Uh, obviously, he has things that he needs to work on like everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, with Caden next to him, um, you know, with Troy hopefully also progressing, hopefully the, the room as a whole bounces off of one another. And when Michael Walker was in college, he was a similar type of player as Caden Ellis kind of is right now. So I'm actually kind of interested to see if they work well off of each other and maybe he picks up some things from Caden's game. You know, so, you know, hopefully he does. I'm not sure, but I don't think he'll be worse than last year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I think he'll be better than last year. And, I, like, for all the reasons y'all just said, I think he'll be more relaxed. And what's in front of him is fucking so much better than it was last year. So, I mean, he'll – it's not even a conversation. So, yeah, it should be uh, – it should be better, man. Kerry, oh, yeah. It does say drip filet. It's an I amazing shirt. I didn't even peep that. That is – Fire. <laughs> for, y'all, for y'all listening, Savion has a shirt on. It says Drip Filet in the Chick-fil-A kind of wording, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty awesome. Um, JJ, what's going on, man? Good to see you, buddy. Um, JJ Jay Black said it's going to take about five games to get the D-Dom. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's about right. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Jamal, what's happening, man? And uh, Wolf Day 1A1, man. Make sure y'all check out Wolf on YouTube, man. Got great stuff on the Falcons as well. Good to see you, brother. Um, everybody laughing at Mike here. Um, yes. <laughs> <get through this. laughs> uh, Douglas, he said, enjoy second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, Dirty Fanatics, not a Chase. What's going on, brother? Hey, shout out to Chase, man. Chase joined us last week on the show. It was awesome. And he's got his own channel going now. Caught, caught his show last week, man. It was really good. Um, and obviously, you can catch him on one time for the fan as well on Sunday. So make sure y'all drop Dirty Fanatics United a sub because Chase will bring you some good content as well. Um, hey, appreciate you, Uncle Steve. Appreciate you, man. Um, all right. So we'll get to the next topic now. Get back in the chat in a little bit, guys. Just a few things that's happened this week. It's the summertime. It's kind of slow. We know that, you know, was, and which, by the way, thank you guys for watching this on June 28th. I mean, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> y'all. I mean, it's, seriously, I mean, like, this is great. I mean, we're still talking Falcons and bullshitting on June 28th, and you guys are tuned in. So that's amazing. We appreciate you And then even the dog's happy about it. It's great. Right? Um, <laughs> so Kyle Smith got promoted to assistant GM. We heard that. And Ryan Pace got named director of player personnel. Some may say he was already that way since he had already brought many of the players that he took from or that he had at uh, the Bears. Um, I thought it was a pretty good move, man. Kyle Smith, I think, probably would have been on somebody's uh, list to be uh, picked from us pretty soon. So I think giving him that promotion maybe hold, maybe keeps him here a little bit longer. You listen to him speak. I mean, he's got it together. Like, I think he's – and he, I mean, you know, at Washington, he was part of the – that crew that brought in, you know, Montez Sweat and Deron Payne and Terry McLaurin, like, you know, he's got a nice little track record coming with him. So I was happy they, they, they promoted him. What do y'all think about that? Yeah. I, I like to see that move. I like, um, you know, I don't pay much attention to the front office things outside of the actual draft time, but I actually right. saw an interview of his, I think it was like a 30 minute press conference or something. Yeah, he did. I think the same one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it was really informative, and I and mm-hmm. I got to kind of know him through that. And so I, I like the move. From what I understand, his philosophy, his mindset, he and Terry are on one accord, and that's what really matters when you uh, promote somebody to assistant general manager. So I think it'll be good for him. And also, I, I, I have heard of his influence in the building. So if we can't keep him for a little while longer to keep building on this roster now that we will continue to have money, 
hey, I'm all for it. Um, and yeah, he, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I always forget his name. What, the um, guy just, Ryan Pace? The, Ryan Pace, that's yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah. He was already, he was know, already They just put his name on it now, so it's just official. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good for him. Yeah, Savion. So it's nice that we've kept him because, I mean, he's going to get a GM job here pretty soon. For sure. Um, But just to, I mean, if the promotion is what's necessary to keep him here for a little while longer, then so be it. Because he's done a great job as far as uh, player acquisition so far. And, I mean, I just. I, I I just need I mean I I just need as many good players here as possible. Like Fleek said, while we have this money, while we have as much money as possible, you know. At least um, get us through next year. At least get us through that bag of money we have next year. Right, <laughs> right. At least get us. So. At least get us to the window. You know. Exactly. Um, but as far as pace, yeah, that's all it is. They just put a title on it. They just said, yes. "Listen, here's what you do," but now we're making it public, and that's that's yeah. essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. I got real quick. I, I missed ATL Peach. I got to shout you out. She said, I'm in. I'm so late. Hey, everyone. ATL Peach has been watching and support literally since, like, I, was, I promise you, day one. Like, literally, she was like our first Instagram follower, first, like, probably sub on YouTube. Like, she's been amazing. She has the same shirt I'm wearing and, like, three other shirts. Which, by the way, wow. y'all, this, this new shirt is pretty nice. I mean, I gotta, my it's fire, fire, bro. I mean, it the, is the, fire. The white I like outline. The outline. Yep. But see, that did it. The white outline did it because I could, I could actually put it on a black shirt and a red shirt. So, yeah. So yeah, if y'all want, fire. by the way, you can go to bonfire.com backslash out of your Falcon mind and you'll find that there along with a few other different colors and stuff like that. Anyway, sorry, I just had to hijack that because I did miss her comment there. Um, and then I read an article by Tori McElhinney on Tyler Algier talking about uh, B. John Robinson. And, you know, we're all fans of Tyler and y'all know, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Tyler. Um, and they ask, and this is pretty cool. And this is this, this tells you all you need to know about Tyler, man. They ask him. He was asked uh, what Robinson could learn by working with him. And so his answer was, he said once, he said, uh, Robinson once said that he's trying to learn from me, but really I'm learning from him because he's him being all around back. That's my goal to be an all around back, protecting the quarterback, running the ball, being that threat in the backfield. I'm still striving to be that pretty damn awesome to hear you're running back. You got a, a thousand yards last year, showed out himself, you know, outplayed his fifth round pick by far you know, come out and be that humble and just acknowledge the guy that you just drafted as an all around back. And like, hey, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a healthy competition. We're going to feed, we're going to learn from each other. And I mean, they're obviously different style backs, but they can do similar things. Like Tyler can catch the ball. He did it quite a bit in BYU. And I yep, think yeah. he could do it probably more. We'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes here with the Falcons, but man, just hearing that, um, and I said it last week on the show, man, like they have done an amazing job of getting like damn near like-minded individuals, like all of them. They're all, they're all on the same wavelength. Like they all, like they're all hard workers. They all want to, it's like, you have to pass some kind of test apparently to get like past, you know what I mean? Like any free agents yeah. or any, like you have to probably answer like a, a series of questions. And if you miss one, then you're probably out. <laughs> like, you know, like all these guys, you know, just be on the same page, which is awesome. Cause I can't remember a time in a long time that we've seen, you know, a team kind of like that, the chemistry. Cause that's one part in football that's kind of like sometimes overlooked is the chemistry between just the team in general. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. any thoughts on that guys? 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, I always say that word that Terry Fontenot uses a lot, the ethos. Like, when they mm-hmm. said from day one that they're only bringing certain types of people in that locker room and you have to fit the ethos, you have to be on the same wavelength and believe what they believe in. When I tell you that entire locker room has bought into that and everybody that has come through that building in the last three years has been a solid individual, um, willing to learn, coachable players, um, players of the culture, ready to – I'm – let me tell you what, what got me excited. To see Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell choose the Falcons and also publicly state, hey, I see something special being built here and I want to be a part of that, right? Jesse Bates just left the same situation where Cincinnati, his first few years, they were down in the ruts, you know what I'm saying? And he stuck with it, obviously, um, being one of the best free safeties in the, in the entire league. And on the latter end of his career in Cincinnati, he was able to kind of reap those benefits. He saw what it was like to reach the top, right? He, he didn't win the uh, game, but he got there, right? So I can tell that they really, really believe in Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, and they believe in the players that they're bringing in. And that's really special. That, that really gets me more excited than any film that I can watch. Because when a team plays on one accord and all buy in, I don't think there's a limit to what you can do. I love it, man. Every, 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 everything you just said, Savion. So the word that I can say is unselfish, and I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to go too far into it because that's going to be big onto what we what the big topic is today. Right. Um, but it just seems like it's this is a team that it doesn't matter. Who gets the ball at whatever time? We just want to win. Get us to where get us get get us to where our best where our best chance to win is. And I think that the signings of Bates of um, Calais Campbell, Calais Campbell especially, because yeah. that he had no reason to come here. Calais Campbell had absolutely no reason to come here. But I think that that's a microcosm of what the culture is that they're trying to build here is like, they're trying to show, okay, listen, yes, you are great. You are a good football player and you are amazing on the field, but you also have to be a good human being and bringing in guys like Calais Campbell, heck like B. John Robinson from what I've seen so far just have been complete, like just complete symbols of what they're trying to build here um, when it comes to both on the field and off. And I just, I, I, I couldn't be prouder to be a Falcons fan. Yeah. Yeah, man. When, any, when anybody asks me or when we, you know, when we're on shows or whatever and like, you know, what's your favorite free agent signing? Like it's for me, it's always Calais just because of what you just said. I mean, like, it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, you can say Jesse because obviously the, the talent he brings and everything like that, mm-hmm. of course, but the fact that in his 16th or 17th year or whatever it is, you know, when he had the chance to go to legitimately two Super Bowl, like there's no question, literally two Super Bowl contenders, and he didn't even take the meeting. He just said, "No, nah, no thanks, I'm good. I already, I already know where I want to go." The fact he did that, man, that, that just speaks volumes, man. For what, what we, what we're building, what we've done, and it shows other potential free agents. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing around the league. They're like, Calais on where? He did. What what do they got going on down there? Like, you know, that type of thing. So, like, that leads into whatever may happen midseason, whatever may happen next year. You know, and, I mean, hopefully we show it on the field. You know, we have a good season like we all think we're going to, and we just improve that next year. But, yeah, to me, man, that's just – I mean, bringing him him in and then just 
every other guy we brought in on that defensive line, man, they're all just cut from the same cloth. So yeah. it's like, and and they, and they all, like we thought before, they all deferred to Grady, man. They all say, hey, this is Grady's squad, which is great. Cause I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that they, they, they already know. So that's awesome. Um, let's see. Let me get back in here. Miss Pam said, we, we will run the table and win the division and the playoffs will run through the bins. <laughs> I love that. Oh my. Gosh. Call it now, Miss Pam. Call it now. I'm, I love it. Since I can't yeah. wait training camp, I'll be there. We'll be there too. We'll be there too. I don't know what days. Um, Fleek, you going to training camp? I will try. Um, I got to look at the schedule. And you know what? This year I'm going to go ahead and say I, I will. Because last year I wanted to. I didn't get a chance to. I went to the early practice at the Benz. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to actually drive down the Flowery Branch this year. One of the Hit me up because you're not that far from me, man. We can, we can ride yeah. together. Because <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, I mean, we can just you know, shoot up there. And I was <laughs> saving on your, uh, what, North Carolina now? Three hours, three, four hours. Yeah. Yeah. He said, send me clips. I'll send you clips. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you clips. But yeah, no, I mean, what she was saying, though, um, Fleek, what what is your, we haven't talked since the the draft night. So what's your expectation for, you you tell me, record wise, players, that anything you want to, you want to just throw out there? All right. So, this is actually the first time I'm, here. I'm even talking about this since that time, I think. That's true. That's true. So, so many thoughts. Um, record-wise, I think I think the Falcons have a real shot to go like 11-6. and six. And I've looked at that schedule so many times, trying to convince myself that I'm tripping. But, like, I don't think I'm tripping. Like, I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm looking at the teams. Obviously, it's a new season, so you just never know. Like, maybe the mm-hmm. Titans are like – demons this year like maybe um carolina is crazy like you just never know but like from what i understand our schedule isn't very strong at all like one of the weakest schedules we've had um pair that up with us having a bag this summer and being able to bring in all the free agents that we've talked about not to mention Kaden ellis and david on your mata if uh if if Hefe hits and we have our CB2, that's another thing. We got a top secondary in the league. I really can see 11 or 12 wins, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I really believe that. Um, I believe B. John Robinson will be B. John Robinson. I think he's going to translate very well. I try not to set my expectations too high, but I just can't help but to think of Saquon's rookie season. And I don't want to tell people that's what B. John's going to come do. But he has the potential to do something like that. And that's special, right? Because you have Drake London still, who I believe is going to take the next step. He could be elite with good quarterback play. I truly believe that. And that brings me to the point of, of course, it all just depends on Dez. Do you believe in Desmond Ritter? And I believed in Desmond Ritter since the beginning. I watched the four games. I still believed in him after. He didn't deter me enough to not. He seems to have put in work in the offseason. The team believes in him. So I'm going to believe in him until he shows me that I shouldn't. So I really believe the team will be in a great position. And if we can get the playoffs to run through the bins, we haven't played a playoff game at Mercedes Benz Stadium yet. I promise you I will be there. I will be there. Oh, 100%. 100%. So I'm banking on it. I'm going um, 11 and 6, winning division. And host a playoff game, at least one. I love it. Savion, what do you what do you say, buddy? So since we're putting record predictions out there, 
Fleek, I too have looked at the schedule and I too have looked and just wanted to make sure that I was not tripping when I say what I'm about to say. But I can definitely, I, there's something about this season that screams 10 wins to me. It screams 10 wins and 10 wins definitely wins the South this season. So I see 10 wins. There has to be somebody else. There has to be another division winner. That's that, that that's a bit that's a bit worse than ten wins. So I'm going to say ten wins, at least a three seed, home playoff game, and potentially a second home playoff game? Question mark. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that we're winning a playoff game already because I don't even know what Desmond looks like yet. Right. But every time I look at this schedule, it's. According to all the pundits, it's the worst schedule in the league. Mm. Um, and we just we've made such strides in one offseason, at least on paper. I keep having to say at least on paper. <sighs> but I just I, I I don't see how this isn't 10 wins. I don't I don't see how it's not. And if it's not, something went bad. Yeah, something yeah, sure. had to go off. Something had really to go off the rails. Yeah, because this this is what I keep coming back to, and I mean, like, you know, we've been sort of critical of Arthur from time to time. And it's not really overall; it's just like in certain situational, and that's just you know, you're going to you're going to be like that's every every fan's going to be critical of their coach at some point, mm-hmm. right? But the folks that that are like this shit all over Arthur and say he's a terrible play caller, look what he did with what we had, but what we had at quarterback last year. I don't know, like, do okay. I I saw this clip from our podcast, right? And I sent it to our group chat, and it, I was talking about at the time how our quarterback situation was, and I think it was after the Panthers game mm-hmm. that where Mariota did the helicopter thing, you know. Yeah. And to hear the pain in my voice, oh my gosh, like. I don't know if people realize how bad our quarterback situation was last year. And no shot to Mariota the person. No, it is what right? it is. Yeah, It just is what it is. And, and we squeezed seven wins out of that situation. And could have been at least two or three more. Just a, a player is made. Like literally right. one play or a fumble has not happened or whatever. Like literally we're like right there. Right you there. Know? So, I mean, the Bengals game was the only game we were just blown the hell out of. Yeah. So if yeah. you – so to me – you look at the upgrades you made on offense, and like I don't see how we're not scoring twenty five a game. Like, just like you just put that in pin almost. Like it should be scoring twenty five a game, you know. So of course it's the NFL. Shit happens. It's going to. You don't know injuries. All this things. You know uh-huh. that's stuff you have to say. And like Savion said, it's supposed to be the worst schedule in the league. It's still the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. Like it's every year. We beat the 49ers last year by two touchdowns. That's not supposed still to happen. Still don't get it. Yeah, that's still don't get it. Not going to happen. So, I mean, like, they'll be one of those teams that beats us this year that's not supposed to happen. You know, mm-hmm. we'll be like, what the hell just happened? You know, Des may throw three picks and everybody's, you know, goes crazy and wants to see, you know, Heineke. That's going to happen. That's just, you know, oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, that's going to be. So, yeah. So, but, you know, but, like I said, I mean, if, if, and we've all, we've all thought about it, man. If, if Des is just, and it's, it, it, it gets thrown around as a bad term, but I don't see it as bad as a game manager. 
I don't think that's bad. Like you, like any any good quarterback, you have that's what your job is. You have to manage the game. Like that, the ball is in your hands every time on offense. It's your decision making that is going to decide whether or not it's a turnover or it's not. So I mean, as long as he's in sync with the guys, which obviously I think he will be as much work as he's put in on the offseason, and he goes out on his own time and works with these guys. I mean, yeah, I, I don't see how we're not at ten wins, and if we're below that, yeah, something's went horribly wrong. There's been an injury or just Des is not who we thought he was. <laughs> so, I mean, that's going to be right. basically it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, just I just have a hard time not seeing it, man. I just really do. Yeah. And I and I and no, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you already, Mike, you already know Mike's already said seventeen and zero straight at the Super Bowl. So, um, and he he won't come off of that at all. So, I mean, that's just going to be it. But that's just no. that's how Mike does it. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that does just flow into our next, which which is our main topic for tonight, is this positionless football that Arthur has. We've heard it now for a while. And, look, we've seen players over time, like Debo, if you want to say Christian McCaffrey, you know, could have been – CP could have been the start of it all together if, if a coach had given him a chance earlier in his career. But mm-hmm. nobody did that until he came here. So – and you could say that, you know, Shanahan's offense kind of runs that way, kind of – like, you know, Taylor Gabriel was kind of that kind of X guy for us, you know, didn't know – you know, you use him jet sweeps, all kinds of different ways – but I mean, seeing how Arthur does this year, like if this is going to be a success this year, and now watch how just watch, man, like because it's going to it's going to trickle down to high school. You're going to have players training at all different levels, like receiving, running. Same thing with defense. You'll have guys that are just like hybrid type style linebackers, safeties, which you already kind of have in, in a way. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the the lines are two things you really can't mess with. You still have to have big hosses on the lines. You got to have quick guys on your edges. I mean, that's just going to be the thing, but your skill positions and some of those corners back in positions on defenses. I mean, you're going to see some, some changes, man. Then I get to college and you're going to see just, it happens every year. It's a copycat league. You're going to see other offenses try to draft guys like a Bijan that you can line up anywhere and you don't know what's going on. Cause we've already said CP Bijan, uh, Tyler, all in the same backfield or all in the field at the same time with the Kyle Pitts, who's also a guy that's of that same mold. He could be a receiver. He could be a tight end. I mean, what do you do as a defense, right? That's going to be – that's going to be any, – any defensive coordinator is going to have nightmares the entire week leading up to them playing us because they're not going to know what the hell we're doing, you know, and that's yeah. going to be – that's going to be the hardest thing. So, yeah, I think it's going to – number one, number one, I think it will be a success. And, two, I think it will start a new trend. I think you're going to see – I mean, it may it may take a year or two or three or four for that matter, just because you know the trickle down effect. But I do think it's going to happen eventually. Fleet, what you say, bud? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I was in when he said that last season, like talk, just talking about Kyle Pitts. Like I, that was the start of it for me when we drafted Kyle Pitts and he's branded as, as this unicorn. That's when that positionless thing really clicked to me, and I truly believe like that is the way things should go, just because of the mismatches that it creates, right? It's already an offensive-driven league right now. If teams really figure out how to make this thing work right, it's just going to get even even crazier because if you have guys like Bijan that can play at the slot, play outside, and play running back, and while Bijan's out wide, Tyler Algier, who just ran for 1,000 yards, can be your running back. Or John Smith can be your H back. Like, whatever mm-hmm. you want to happen can happen like at any time. I just think that's the way that the league is going to end up going. 
And I'm actually interested in what that's going to do for contracts, especially with the running back market. Big time. I am mm. interested in seeing how that works in the next four or five years. Because if it does work, and Bijan is this Christian McCaffrey type of player, he's not signing an $11 million per year deal, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not using him as just a running back. He's mm-hmm. So I think kids growing up are going to see him and see McCaffrey and see these players and think, man, like, if, if they're not valuing running backs for just being running backs, maybe I need to sharpen up my skills at all these other places too. And so eventually you're going to start seeing these guys come in and that's just what they are. You're going to start seeing these uh, Shohei Otanis of the NFL. Like, and, as a, mm-hmm. and as a coach, you can't not utilize their talents, right? So you're going, oh, to, yeah. have, you're going to have to line them up where they're, where they're going to get you wins. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, and I do think it's going to work. I do believe that as long as Desmond Ritter can spread the ball around um, efficiently, man, I think we're going to see big years from Bijan, Kyle Pitts. I think everybody's going to play a, a big role in this offense, right? And that's what I'm most excited about. Um, so yeah, I guess my simple answer would be yeah, it's gonna work. It's gonna work very well, and it's gonna become a trend very soon. Savion, I'm so ready for a two minute drill where we just sit in a two in a what is it a twenty like in a twenty two type uh, form uh, formation with freaking <laughs> Drake outside as the lone receiver and Kyle Pitts. Lining up everywhere, Tyler Algier, Bijan Robinson next to next to Desmond Ritter, and Johnu Smith as the last guy. Or maybe they have Parker Hesse there as an ace back. You know, just to yeah. just, just 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 to put the illusion of run out there, and then hike it once, get back on the ball. All of a sudden, it's a two wide set with Kyle Pitts outside and Drake London outside. Freaking Bijan Robinson is lined up in the slot, and it's just Tyler Algier back there, and the defense is just looking like. Did you see the middle linebacker pass out? <laughs> you know what? That's, That's what a great point. I didn't hey, even think about that. Like I, I just think these guys. I just think about that, and I'm just thinking about the linebacker that that was just on Bijan Robinson out of the backfield, and he's like, "You're Shit. going vertical. You're going vertical, aren't you? Yeah. You're going. You're going verts." <laughs> Like I'm just, I like I it, it, it's 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 mind-boggling what you can do with this, and you don't even have to switch your personnel off the field. That's it, and it's going to look amazing. Like you said, the Shohei Otani's. I've always called them the Boston Celtics of the of the NFL right now because mm-hmm. they've essentially said, "Listen, we're going to beat you, however we want." <laughs> yeah. It's not about it's not about what you want. It's about what we want. And we're just gonna take it, and I think that's what they've been doing. That's kind of the, that's been kind of the message since even since uh, Arthur's gotten here. But honestly, when Ryan Nielsen got here, I think that was kind of the cementing for me. Like, oh, they really are about this, you know, this mindset of oh, we're just gonna take what we want. We're not, we're not, we're not waiting for it. So that's kind of what I'm excited about. I want to see like I want to see them get aggressive on both sides of the football. Oh yeah, me too. I, I I said that. I think Aaron asked on the on the podcast what what were we most looking forward to. And that's what I, I said, dude. Just an aggressive. I want to see sacks. Like I want to see mm. freaking sacks, yes. man. It's been so damn long since we've seen 
like our guys get after it and get, you know, I mean, what, 21 sacks last year and what, like 18 the year before, whatever the hell it was. I mean, like 18. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we could, no, yeah, I, I, I was just, I just wanted to see just an aggressive punch you in your face freaking defense. That's, that's all I want to see. Like, I, I, that was also the most exciting. Obviously, all the, you know, skill positions we just talked about, but that's, that was my biggest thing. And looking at, you know, what we were just talking about, I mean, talking about Tyler being able to catch the ball, I think just to keep them honest, they, they, he's going to call plays with Tyler catching the ball just so they mm-hmm. know, like, hey, just because Tyler's in the backfield doesn't mean it's going to be a run. You know, we could yeah. put him out there. He could catch the ball because you get you can't get predictable. You can't be like, okay, well, Tyler's in. It's going to be a run. You know, yeah, right. that, that can't happen, you know, because then that'll be not a good thing. But and the same thing, and we, you know, we every week we talk and not he gets mentioned maybe once or not at all. But John o. Smith is like the guy nobody talks about that could be just the, un, the guy that unlocks Kyle, mm-hmm. unlocks Bijan, like this allows him to do other things, man, that nobody's saying a word about. Or he could benefit himself. And has insane numbers like he had back in Tennessee with with Arthur. So I mean, mm-hmm. either way, it's a win for us. I don't really give a shit who has the numbers. As long as somebody's <laughs> got the numbers and we're winning games, then I don't give a damn. I mean, like it's cool. Absolutely. But, yeah. And so I was actually I was actually listening to um a podcast, the Athletic Football Show today. And one of the things they learned from like the top offenses last season was that, you know, usually when it comes to target shares. It's going to be like the top two guys in in the offense, you know, when it comes to um, when it comes to passing the football, right? Mm-hmm. And so with with the Falcons, that's Drake London, and then who's the second one? You know what I mean? Is it yeah. Kyle Pitts? It Is it Bijan Robinson? I you say that, but <laughs> but with but but with how but with how this is set up, it could be it could be Bijan Robinson. It could be. Um, John U. Smith, which is probably not going to be, but yeah, still, probably. like the fact that it can be is yeah. just crazy to me. And yeah. so, I think, and I don't know if that's just the unknown of what this offense is going to be, or if that's just the fact of you know everyone in this offense truly is a weapon. But I, I, I I'm very excited to find out. Agreed, man. And I've seen a lot of different things online about you know. Kyle Pitts possibly being a bust and stuff like that. And I, I can't understand that mode of thinking just yet because he had a rookie season with with Matt, who obviously set the world on fire and whatever, over a thousand yards receiving. And then he has, you know, Marcus throwing to him and he can't, cannot connect with him at all. I mean, had the worst, you know, over, or worst thrown, was it uncatchable percentage in the NFL? Of so, I mean, like, I don't know what you expect him to do. And then he gets hurt. So, like, at that point, like, I don't know. But it's almost like the Julio factor, where it's like, you know, Julio got a bunch of crap for not getting in red zone touchdowns, you know, because, you know, he was always double, if not triple teamed at that in, in some games. So yeah. Kyle, Kyle brings that same kind of, kind of, you know, whatever you want to call it to the game, because again, we you can't just put a linebacker on him. You can't put a safety on him. Like you're going to have to have a couple of guys trailing him wherever he goes. Otherwise, he will eat you alive the entire game, you yeah. know. So, I mean, if you have a quarterback that can throw on the ball, which I, pretty sure we do so i mean yeah. they were bracketing kyle pitts like week five in his rookie yeah. season like, i remember seeing that. i'm like this mm-hmm. is crazy yeah they're already giving him so much respect yeah. oh yeah I mean, like he's just a freak i mean he's, you know you kind of last year people forgot because they didn't get to see a full version of him and mike mm-hmm. like that's that's mike's breakout player this year is kyle because you know he's assuming he's 
very healthy on the knee, which the injury he had is not a it's not an ACL. Typically, those those guys take about a year for they're really comfortable on the on the knee to really just you know move. But with that injury, I mean, like he should be pretty damn close to 100 percent when the season starts. So I mean, you should see a fully formed, ready to go Kyle Pitts this year, which everybody would love to see. So and I, I don't yeah. really like I said I don't I don't look if he's not catching the ball in the red zone, but he is the reason somebody else caught it. That's fine with me. Like I. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't need to see him get tons of, you know, red zone touchdowns. If he does, great. But if, if like I said, if he's the reason because if he's the reason Bijan's open or Drake is open or whatever the case may be, because there's guys stuck on him, great, right? Whatever, be the damn decoy. I don't care, man. Like whatever, just win the game. That's all I care about. What about a JJ? Right, uh, JJ said. Uh, this is this is great. You said coming from a cautiously optimistic fan, we win the division, make the playoffs, and win a playoff game. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Carrie says eleven to six sounds go good. I'm ready. That's right. That's yeah. right. Bubba said three plays away from ten and seven last year. He ain't lying. Literally three plays. Very true. Bro, literally it's very three. true. Some yep, somebody there it is. JJ yep. yeah JJ yes. laid it out. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's literally ten. That's committee. literally like, 10 wins. We had that game in the bag, and that ball didn't get batted in the end, which is just crazy love. Crazy two game. fumbles is two fumbles and a batted interception. Hey, and 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 remember when TQ recovered the Austin Eckler fumble and he mm-hmm. fumbled? That was that was a game. Started. I was yeah. at that game, and I was – it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh, man. oh, yeah. Yeah, because we, oh, yeah. we, we, we did the show with the Bolt Bros right after that. Yeah, that was, yeah, insane. Pam, as Pam said, a year or two, Desmond Ritter is on the same page with his offense line. Offensive line, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Arthur Smith will have more weapons to work with, 100%. Mm-hmm. And HLP said, Des, Desmond will have several targets. We'll win 11 easily. I love it, man. See, all this positivity. When we have a, when's, the, when's the last time y'all heard this positivity coming from us? 11 wins easily. And you know They're what? saying Easily. Easily, but I believe them. I don't think they're just saying this to say this. They're I not. Nor- normally, That's it's crazy. just Mike. Like every yeah. year, it's just Mike. That's it. Yeah. I mean, y'all haven't known. I've known Mike for 15 years, or whatever. Like it's literally he's that way every year. We could have the consensus <laughs> worst roster in the league, and he's like, "Fuck that, we're winning every game." Like I mean, like he he has the. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it's, and then he's pissed when we don't. I'm like, dude, I told you, but it's okay. I mean, that's, that's what I but uh, one time for the fam. What's going on, Jack? Man, it's good to see you, yes, brother. Sir. Make sure you check out one time for the fam, man. Jack, Bodie, Kiara, and Kiara, Kiara, yeah, and uh, and Chase says he's here before. Hey, yo, Harrod, Steve, what's up, man? He said, uh, glad to catch a live show, fellas. Worked late as hell today, so this would be a good cool day. I love it, man. Glad to see you, man. Steve is – y'all seen, I think, if y'all are new to the show, you haven't. But Steve was on the show prior to the draft, I believe. Mm-hmm. Had a great one, man. Had a great one. Um, Jack said, rise up, Falcons fans. Pitts is no bust. No, not, man. Absolutely not. And J.J. said, uh, fantasy, fo- fantasy football nerds are the ones who hate on Pitts. 100%, man. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Mike actually drafted Pitts last year, along with three quarters of the team, Falcons team, and that. So yeah, he had a. Okay, we got to do. We, we, we got to do a fans football league this year. Oh, we all we, we do, all do, bro. We all. Yes. We're doing that. Please. Yes. We're doing that. We're doing that. Just 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 being in it alone with Mike is just damn hysterical. Because <laughs> last last year was his first year doing fans football, so he, 
like through the first four picks, I'm like, why is he drafting all Falcons? And why, like, he literally with Matt Ryan was his quarterback. And I'm like, dude, like, and I get it. Like, you know, everybody kind of thought that Matt might have a good season with Indy before the season started. So I, I kind of understood it. And, you know, Matt's, Matt's Mike's guy. So I was like, all right, you know. Yeah. But then, like, later on, I'm like, texting, I'm like, dude, why are you drafting so many Falcons players? Like, this is not going to be good for you. And then um, – it was not. So he figured it out around week four or five, and he and he started trading and picking up some free agents and everything. But shit, it was hilarious, man. <laughs> That's um, my dog. He plays man. with his heart. He got he got heart. He was oh, looking man. for Tevin Coleman like later on the. I'm like, dude, you don't need these. <laughs> He's backing up somebody in Tevin New York. Like, what are you doing? Um, JJ the Great said, uh, "My dad's a Commanders fan, and we watched that game together." Oh my god, oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. No. Uh, I'm sorry, man. King Ricci, what's up, man? He's Arthur Smith is closest to Shanahan that we got in a head coach. And I love it. I have something. To, I have something with that actually. I wanted to ask y'all. So yeah, I wanted to ask y'all that. I'm, 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 I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna let you go with the chat, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask y'all in a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you, John. John, you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, my mic keeps disconnecting. Now, go ahead, man. Go with your thought. We're good. Okay. So, remember when Shanahan wanted, and this is just because of, because of all the stuff that I'm doing with uh, Vikings Wire. Uh, shameless plug. Um, you know, you remember when um, when Shanahan wanted uh, Kirk Cousins, and everybody's like, oh, that's the perfect quarterback for him. You know, it's a guy that, you know, is a quick processor. Um is able to get the ball out quick, you know, all of that. Could Desmond Ritter really be the right quarterback for this offense? Like, don't don't get it twisted. You know, we don't know how good Desmond Ritter's arm is, you know, just as a, you know, as a pure passer. But think about it this way. Arthur Smith's offense is kind of a more run-heavy Shanahan scheme, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have we not been looking for if we could get a Kirk Cousins esque season out of Desmond Ritter one of these one of these three or four years if if he if he turns if he turns out to be the guy mixed with his athletic ability could this be the perfect quarterback for Arthur Smith's scheme? Legit I think be. so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, like so. The thing is, like, because you're not asking him to be, you're not asking him to be. Sorry, I mean, you're not, you're not asking him to be Pat Mahomes. You're right. not asking him to be Josh Allen. I mean, right. you're literally just asking him to make the throws that. I mean, and, and Arthur's already said that he wants to be more balanced this year, and that just leads you to believe we're going to be throwing more because he couldn't throw as much last year with knucklehead at the quarterback position. So, you know, and then he brought in Des, and he had four games to try to figure it out. So again, it was more run heavy in those games, except for maybe the last couple. So, yeah, I mean, like, you don't need – this may be the offense that you don't have to have that superstar guy. You have to have a, a good guy, like you just said, who can process stuff quickly, who's got it from the neck up. I mean, I don't know why it couldn't be, man. That sounds like does to me. I don't know why it couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, and Atel Harris said, I'm on the record, 11-plus wins next year. Respect. Desbian's been knowing it. No cap. See, I was going to say, like – Desbian's is crazy. Desbian's is crazy. Desbians is crazy. Desbians, it is. Yeah, it is, that's, that's a good phrase, though. But, um, no, nah, like, the one thing Desmond Ritter for sure needs to tighten up on is 
ball placement, right? And mm-hmm. right. if he if he works on his ball placement and takes a step forward there, if he continues to progress in his pocket presence, because I think he got better with his pocket presence in each of the four games. Mm-hmm. If he Correct. continues to, to progress in that way, I see no reason why Desmond Ritter can't be as efficient as Kirk Kirk in this type of offense. Like yeah. what I think Kirk would be in this offense. Not like what Kirk is doing with Justin Jefferson and all those. Right. But like what I believe Kirk would be in San Fran, I think I think um Des could do that here. I, yeah, really man. I had a I had a like a conversation with a dude. He was like, "Man, he's like, you really can't improve accuracy. Like, you're you're either accurate or you're not." I'm like, "Bro, have you did you see like Josh Allen his first year?" And I'm not saying, "Oh no, I'm not yeah, saying that Des is going to be Josh Allen." But did you see him his first year? Like, of course cool. you can improve it, man. You have to work on it. That's just, just yeah. I mean, you just work on it. That's it. I yeah. mean, like you know. So and if yeah. there's one guy that I I believe in wholeheartedly, mindset wise, is Desmond Ritter. Oh. And I, I mindset wise, a hundred percent. Yeah. He is the type of guy, and this is why I know that Dick, that Dak Prescott comparison has kind of run its course. But the reason I always bring up Dak Prescott's name is because, like, it just seems like guys like that can will themselves to being better. It's like they won't let themselves be bad. Yeah. So they they always try to take the next step and become better than they were the prior season. So. That's why I expect a, a a big step from Desmond this year. No, he he reminds me mentality wise more of Jalen Hurts than anybody, because because Jalen is that same way. Like he, you know, he you talk about gets benched in the national championship game. He's sitting there rooting on Tua like a like he just you know like it doesn't affect him. And he comes back the next year and has to come in for Tua win the game, then goes to Oklahoma, you know, finishes finish out there one more year there, and then you know he was what a second round pick I believe. Um, yeah. You know, people shit on him his first year. They didn't want him. They Philly, Philly, Philly fans. If they Philly fans tell you they want him, they, then they're lying to you because yes. nobody wanted him at the end of the season. They're like, nah, this is this, this ain't the guy. So, Des is the same way. Like he, he's, dude, he's like y'all saw in the interview a few months ago. Like he's heard all the talk. He's seen all the negativity. He's seen all the doubters. He's seen everybody. Like the ESPN. Who is that? Why is he starting? Like why didn't they go after Lamar? Like he's seen all that shit. Like it's yeah. all that does is fuel him. He's not the type of guy. It seems like from the outside looking in, he's not the type of guy that takes that and it like it hurts him. You know, where it makes him feel sad, or he, 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 I think he uses that shit as a complete motivator. And like, so he's all he's want to do is come, want to come out, work harder, and prove everybody wrong. You know, and like, and he, yep. he can, he'll say the right things to the media. He'll just say he's doing his job and he's, you know, whatever. And he'll, he'll, he's already got that kind of Matt Ryan responses down. Like, if you've seen him do interviews, like, he's already got that part kind of mastered. But, mm-hmm. I think he'll, you know, he looks like he's the type of guy that we'd like. Yeah, motherfucker. I'm. Yeah, this is this is what I'm gonna do to you guys. So yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. So and one more thing, and I'm so I'm sorry. I keep I keep keep hijacking this. No. Like the thing it's with June. the, Talk the about thing about the thing about Ritter and Hurts that 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 comparison in itself is their career arcs have kind of looked the same and right. like. Jalen Hurts came in at the last four games of 2019 20. or yeah, was it 2020? 2020, 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020. Yeah. It was 2020. Came in in 2021 and came in in 2021 and took control of the offense, looked okay, tore us up, but um, <laughs> oh, yeah, tore, tore us to shreds. But Bad. Overall, you know, looked fine the first half of the season, kind of kind of figured it out the next half of the season. Um, and then 
they gave him some more talent, and boom, now in the middle of the MVP race. <laughs> so with Ritter, I mean, we can kind of skip the you know, oh, we he doesn't have the talent aspect of it. We can just kind of get into the evaluation part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, is this is is this our guy? Because we have the talent here. Yeah, we might not have a quote unquote receiver too. But we have the talent. He he has more than enough weapons to be able to get a full evaluation of what Desmond Ritter is in the NFL. Yeah, and 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 dude, even and Jalen is a guy that has improved his passing tremendously over the years. I mean, like from year to year. Do you remember his first early years in Alabama? I mean, like especially his deep ball. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. See, John, I I can. Since we are Bama fans, you know, I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and um, like just a personal friend. Mm-hmm. And I think he had made a comment, like, yeah, no, like, Jalen Hurts has always been a great passer. I'm, oh. like, I'm like, bro, oh. did you see Jalen Hurts with his dreadlocks in, at Alabama? He was Mm-mm. a slant thrower and a runner. Like, Dude, he's worked on that so much. Yeah, he's he's grown so much. And there are so many examples, and I say so many, these are still outliers because there are only, like, four. But these are examples as of late that shows you you can actually work on that and progress tremendously. Absolutely. Yeah. Jalen Hurts' deep ball is miles ahead of what it used to be. Oh, it was it was just it was just throw it in the air as far as he could and see. Hopefully, it was around the guy. That's what it was. But I mean, and he had you know speedsters there to you know pretty good receivers out there to run up under. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler said, "What's up, y'all? Ready for this secondary to show some people what's up?" Tara Terrell Bates Okuda going to do work. Um, I haven't asked you guys about Okuda. That's one guy that I really, really, really hope, really, really, really hope pans out. Um, but what, what's y'all's thoughts on Akuda? I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my DB go first. Yeah, let's see. exactly. That's so, exactly perfect. So idea. here's the so here's the thing with Jeff Okuda. First of all, first of all, it's so hard not to get excited seeing him and AJ Terrell work with the exact same secondary coach throughout the offseason. That in itself, because we already knew that Jeff Okuda was technically sound coming in. That was that 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 wasn't a, that wasn't an issue. What the issue was was why wasn't it already? Why, why hasn't it been put together? You know why can't we see what we saw at Ohio State in the NFL? And so, even Dan Campbell was like, "Listen, I, this guy needs a fresh start." And I, I don't see Dan Campbell being somebody that lies. So, yeah. him, yeah. he was like, "Listen, the guy's good." He just needs a fresh start. I don't know what it is about him being here. I don't know if it was Matt Patricia, but <laughs> it was, but it was something that just wrecked his head. And now he's here. He doesn't. All of that weight of having to be cornerback one is lifted off his shoulders. You know what I'm saying? He gets to get the secondary guy. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it feels like. <sighs> I hate saying this. It feels like the stars are aligning <laughs> to where we might have one of the nastiest cornerback duos in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he'll, he'll, we're gonna find out because it's not. I mean, he's gonna be thrown at. I mean, they're. I mean, they already know he's going what, to be thrown at. Yes. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. Yeah. Please. Yeah, man. If if Jeff Okuda hits in Atlanta, I just don't know. Like, I I am a fan of cornerback mm-hmm. duos. It's actually one of my favorite things. Like when mm. there are two solid cornerbacks on one field, Darius Slade and James Bradbury was 
My first God. kiss oh, for man. me last season. Like yeah. I love watching that. We already know what AJ Terrell can be, right? We know who he is, and, and he's a dog on the field. I know the injury history that Jeff Okuda has had. <clears throat> I know he played a pretty much full, healthy season last year, and, and it was a little up and down, but new scenario, new surroundings. Cornerback, two doesn't have to worry about the top guy at all times, right? Knowing you have a guy like Jesse Bates behind you and a guy like AJ on the other side of you, I can only imagine boost your confidence because you're like, I'm out here rocking with the best. So, so let me show what I can be right from what I understand, just like everybody else that has come to Atlanta seems to have a great mindset, seems to be very coachable. And we haven't brought up Jerry Gray's name to be able to work with Jerry Gray this year. Oh my God. Who knows what that'll do for him, man. If if Jeff Okuda hits and, and I'm hoping that he does, we're looking at like a, Easily a top ten secondary in the league, possibly, right? I, 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 I feel like I'm being overly optimistic. It's just because I just, dude, it does just, feel it's, that it's, way. It's just because of our history, man. Yeah, like it's that's yeah, all it is. Man. Like, I mean, we'll, I'll get to yeah. it before we before we get to in or out. I'll get to it, but like, uh, I don't know if y'all saw Gina Kelly's um, Twitter post about like she's writing an article for Falcoholic. Like, um, we find it. She said. Hey, Falcons fans, if if I were put it together a comprehensive guide to being a Falcons fan, what information and resources do you think I should include? So, like, of course, there was a host of just answers and all that kinds of shit, which was, you know, like what drinks to do, what day, day, day drinking type of uh, stuff, like all that stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> that, that's but but honestly, that's why we're all kind of like, why are we so hyped? Like, is this? Am I gonna get hurt again? Like, why am I so hyped? Like, you know, like that. But I mean, like, that's that's why. I mean, we've we've lived through a lot of downs. I mean, like, you know, this yeah. is not this is totally different. Like, it's a different feeling for us. It's a great feeling, but it's just a kind of a scary and happy yeah. and like feeling all at the same time. But uh, Jamal says Shanahan has been far better scheming the passing game so far. But though I agree, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, Very true. For sure. Very true. Yeah. Sure. And that's definitely that. That's something that you know. Hopefully, with a better passer, um, that Arthur can get better at. Uh, Steven said, I reviewed the uses of Patterson in 21 and it brought back a lot of the optimism I lost in 22 with some of his route concepts. I'm back on board. Also, Dales is the ideal QB for Kyle Arthur slash offense, in my opinion. Uh, me and Fleek are pre-draft Des guys, and I think a lot of my optimism with Desmond is due to him being on an ideal offense for this skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He said his pocket presence was shook versus the Saints. Yeah. So understandably so. Mm-hmm. And then I think it went back to his normal pretty good pocket feel. To be honest, his out of pocket play, most rolling right was legit high end improv. Yeah. And look, if y'all don't know, Steven did a shit ton of film study on this. A like ton. a ton. Oh, yeah. Like like every game. Like so yeah, he he's not just saying it because he likes Desmond. <laughs> so, this yeah. man this man literally put every single play. Yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Steve, man, because exactly. he, he, yeah. he does the work. My guy. And Miss Pam said he would have beat George in the playoffs game if the left tackle didn't get hurt. Hey. Yeah. Never and King Ritchie said, if you remember how does seeing the snap issue with Dalman and change his game and compensate for the snap issue. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. Dalman had, he, he had no snap issues after, after he took over. Right. Yeah, and see little nuances like that about the quarterback position that maybe we may never understand. Yeah. Apparently, Des is getting better at. Yeah. 
Exactly. And Jamal's question here, how y'all feel as fell about Drew Dahman going this year? He said, I feel like I'm the only one truly worried about Drew Dahman and I'm not sold. It's funny, man, because um, Aaron asked us what we were kind of worried about. And that was that was the first thing I said. It's not that I'm worried about it because I told him, I said, honestly, dude, nothing is keeping me up at night. Like nothing is like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with this position or this group or whatever? There are a few concerns I have. And like, yeah, that was one of them. Um, I think the my hope that Matt Bergeron makes starts at left guard and is the guy we think he is, you know, when you've got him, hopefully he's going to be really good. Um, next to Matt, uh, next to Drew, along with Lindstrom on the other side, that helps. That's a big help. Um, but yeah, you still can't get blown off the ball a lot like he did last year. Um, you know, so that was, you know, I thought there's a position they could have upgraded in the off season, but I mean, you could tell like they kind of were going to ride with Drew last year and it kind of made me feel like, you know, they're probably going to just give him a shot. This I do think this year is kind of a make or break type of thing, though. I think if he just yeah. has a shit year this year, they may be like, okay, we got to address this. But Miss mm-hmm. um, Pam said, Drew, Drew, good. He has no issues with Ritter. It was Marcus that had the issue. Yeah, <laughs> it's just possible. But uh, and then I kind of agree here too with Steven said. He said, in my opinion, Drew isn't bad enough to ruin the offensive line, so I'm not super concerned about it. I expect average to slightly below average play from here this year. And that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I don't think he's bad Same. enough to ruin everything. But, you know, there could be some times where, like, damn it, Drew, like, what are you doing? There, there could be yeah. those type of, of situations. But Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are y'all kind of the same way, kind of like, eh, on, like, hit or miss or just hope for the best type of thing? Drew Dahlman and I have a complicated relationship. <laughs> but I, I will say, I will say what you said, John, like, having – possibly having Bergeron right there and, and right. being solid right next to him. And then having the best right guard in the NFL, yes, I said it, to mm-hmm. his right again, can only help. Hopefully he takes a step forward. If Arthur believes he will, like I said, I'm, I'm going to let these guys prove me wrong. Um, I'm going to just wait and see. I'll take a wait and see approach with Mr. Drew because uh, he and I are – Yeah. So with Drew Dahlman, the thing about that is we have a a rookie left guard more than likely, and we have a average to below average center. And on a usual, <laughs> usually that would be enough for me to cause concern, right? And that's kind of why I thought I was with you, uh, John, thinking that, you know, we could probably bring a center in here to a veteran center because, you know, that's usually what you want with a with a, you know, blossoming quarterback. But um, whatever, if we're going to roll with Dalman, I guess we're going to roll with Dalman. Um, so the thing is, the, why, the reason why I'm not as worried is because of Desmond's improbability. So. If Desmond Ritter is sure. as good as we say that he is, as good as we hope that he is, he will be able to maneuver out of the pocket. And that is one of the things that he did both in Cincinnati and he's shown a little bit of in the NFL. So if he is as good as we think that he should be, that will be a good uh, barometer to see like how good is he? Like, is he still that guy that can – you know, that can win out of out of structure like we need him to be if this offense is going to take that next level. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Because, yeah, if, if Dez was a straight drop back, then I'd be really worried. I mean, because cool. yeah. you're going you're gonna to get pressure at the middle, you know, if that's mm-hmm. going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. But the fact he can move out, 
Yeah, I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Bubba Gump said change of scenery and wants to give the league a uh, yeah middle finger mm-hmm. and show ever prove everyone. I think he's talking about Akuda. Yeah, I think that's Akuda. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's hundred percent right. Yeah, Miss Pamson and base the defensive helps grant out also additions to Nielsen and Gray. This is not the same old Falcons team. Team different attitude, different is good. We keep Absolutely. living out Richie Grant. I was about to say, man, we keep leaving out like Richie Grant. Oh I'm gonna keep pounding the table for that man, dude. Like Mike makes fun of me, yeah. but I've been—I mean, since day one, I've been on that dude's side. So if he look, if he if he can't flourish in this defense, he ain't the guy. That's what Listen. I mean. Like this, this, this yeah. is this is set up perfectly for him to play his style of game. So he's got to do it. It is. <laughs> go, Peanut go hunt. Go hunt. <laughs> go hunt. <laughs> hey, Fleek. Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but man, do you think Demarco may have a chance? Helms sneaky I, getting I, on there and making some plays. I do. I'm not gonna lie, I do. He has that attitude, I, I mean, that yeah. that mentality, and I yeah. mean, playing for Saban for as yeah. long as he did, and starting for Nick Saban on his defense is nothing to sneeze. He's a captain. I mean, I understand we we got him in the seventh round, yeah, right? the sixth yeah. or seventh. Like, and I understand what that looks like. Mm-hmm. He's a player that the only thing I worry about with him is getting him. Down the field, Vertical. covering yeah, guys vertically. Yeah, can't do that. But if we can keep him near the line of scrimmage and like just let him re- read and react, I think he can carve out a role in the defense. Yes, yeah. yeah. The, the the Tennessee game, yeah. we can't have that basically. Oh. Like the Vols game, yeah, that can't not happen. Like if he's getting cooked by uh, Jalen Hyatt and those type of guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. but <laughs> but he, he's he's your true kind of box type of safety kind of guy. But yeah. like. Uh-huh. You talk about, it's about a, I mean, a dude that's going to tackle and knows how to tackle and come up and hit you. Like, he's got that in him, you know. But go ahead, say, you, 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 Yeah, go ahead. Just right quick, because you spoke about Michael Walker earlier. And mm-hmm. yeah. one thing that Michael Walker struggled in coverage a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. I truly believe, and I'm not saying Hellum should like switch positions or anything, and, but DeMarco Hellums could cover a tight end. Infield, dude, this he could cover a running back infield, but like I could see him playing linebacker, dude. This funny, I said the same thing, dude. Like, about I don't know how many shows after we drafted him, I said, I wonder because he's already like 210, you know, 212. I was like, I was like, I wonder if I was like, I wonder if he can add 10 15 pounds. You put him on, put him as a linebacker, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because I thought that to him, that would be like the most logical thing is to, to have a long career. Cause I don't think he can, yeah. unless he's in the right, unless he's just in the right situation. And if there was no Richie Grant, maybe it would be, but still that, that pass, that would be a liability a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, so just, I agree. But just straight Keanu Neelum is essentially basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. No, I think, no, I think that would actually be pretty good, but no, the one thing that I wanted to say, because it's, it's been, it, it's been on my mind ever since, ever since we drafted him. Him on special teams, being able to come down the field and being able to just hit something is going to be oh, so awesome. To, to that is going <laughs> to be something that that's going to be something that I'm going to have to watch on kickoff. Like I don't like like you 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 know how you know you like when um when you're watching film you're like ah here's the kickoff again. Come on man, I'm trying to get to the mm-hmm. offense. I got to get to. <laughs> you can't do that now. Because yeah, hell, I'm cause, watching cause, the missile. Because because ha- Hammer Helms is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I man. love that. Dude was nicknamed Hitman, man. He was for a reason. Hitman, I like that better. Hitman Hellums, I like it. That was his nickname with Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, that was and his teammates gave him that. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, Tyler said, man, I just want my hope to mean something real one day. Man, it's all of us, brother. It's <laughs> all of us, dude. Uh, JJ said, question for the panel. If we win the Super Bowl one day, are y'all shedding a tear? Oh, 1,000. A tear? A tear? I was about to say one single tear. I will be crying for 30 minutes. Dude, we'll all be on the phone Bro. with each other just bawling like little girls. Like on FaceTime. On FaceTime. On FaceTime. 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, man. Can you say I think linebackers are weakest? Yeah, I, mean, I think as a group, I think that's the biggest unknown that we have. You know, we we don't know that. We hope Troy make Troy's a smart guy. We hope he makes that next step um, because that's yeah. we're we're betting a lot on him to say that. Yes, so I mean, yes. So we yeah, he's got to take that next step. Um, until said, I got another early start and busy day tomorrow. Got to go. I appreciate y'all. Great show. Love y'all. Appreciate I mean, you, love you too, brother. And uh, he you, said, bro. keep it the great work. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Miss Pam, so I'm so excited about the defense. They're going to create havoc on the opposing offense. I can't wait. Yes. Me too, man. Yes, Me too. Joel, are. what's up, brother? He said, finally made it to a live. It's been a minute, man. Hey, man, you're here. It's all good. You know, we put them on the uh, – you can always watch the playbacks, buddy. It's all good. Um, Miss Pam said, that DB room is packed. It's going to be competition at its best. Absolutely. Can I? Can said, Hunter Helms. I love it. Yeah. Like Triple can H. I say. I dig it. Ooh, I like that's that. Good, I like that too. That's really good. I like that too. Go we ahead. got some creative fans, bro, in this family. I'm trying to tell you, we really do. Um, you know what? Actually, go ahead, uh, John. I'm gonna save that for one of my in or out questions. Perfect. Right, we're gonna get that just in a second. Pim said, "I disagree." Anderson and then Ellis are good. No, yeah, I, don't, I think they're good players. I just think as a unit, we don't know what they're going to be just mm-hmm. yet. So, I mean, I, I, I think Ellis is going to be more of that pass rushing type of nasty get after it type of dude that's what he wants to do at least i mean so we'll see what, what he's actually doing but uh yeah and then but troy is yeah i mean troy troy was had some really good spurts last year and sometimes you were like whoa what are you doing but it was kind of what you expected i mean like he was he, he only knows one speed and he is a ridiculous ass 100 so if you're not to, to, for him, it's just slowing down. Like it's mentally, it's just one. Once he's like, like we we said it. I don't know how many times on the show, and I'm sorry if you guys get tired of hearing it, but the freaking Bears game, man. He shot the wrong gap, and he still made it back. And still got down the line and tackled a dude in the backfield. So you don't see linebackers making those types of plays in the NFL. You just don't. So if he can just have everything slow down in front of him, and like I said earlier with kind of Nielsen's defense, I think that'll kind of be the case. I think you know he'll he'll be able to, and we've. All along, the guys up front, like you said earlier in the show, Savion, those big dudes up front are going to make this linebacking course so much better because, I mean, they're going to be able to just allow them to roam and do their thing. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to be bad. I just don't – like I said, this is the biggest unknown because we, we, we were pretty confident in the secondary with those guys. Yes. We're really confident in the defensive line with those guys. So that's just the only kind of mm-hmm. unknown. Go ahead, Fleek. Now, I was just going to say, I'm just thinking about, like, a set where Absolutely. David Anyamata and Eddie Goldman are, like, just eating up gaps in space for Troy Anderson to come flying in. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, King Reese said, I'm just saying because I'm not sold on Walker. Everybody else, I'm kidding. Well, that's everybody, dude. Everybody's <laughs> waiting on Walker, man. It's kind of – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. said Troy had a block planning. Yeah, dude, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is amazing. Brought us right. back in the game that game, too. For real. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, so we're approaching 125 here. So let's go ahead and get to in or out, boys. So y'all know how the game is played. We've, uh, my God, normally just we say something, either in or you're out. And uh, I'll go ahead and start off since, you know. So are you guys in or out? Caden Ellis, 
over seven and a half sacks this year. Fleek. Ooh. I know it's in. a shitty number. <laughs> in. 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 Just because. Damn, that is that is a number though. Seven and a half. That's a number, yeah. <laughs> That's a number. Seven and a half. I couldn't make it easy, man. Man. Oh man. I when was the last time anybody on our team had seven and a half or more sacks? Uh Abraham, probably. I'm guessing. I'm just taking a guess. Oh, 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 uh, Vic Beasley. <laughs> it was Vic. It was Vic. Yeah, you're right. Vic Beasley. Poor Vic. I'm gonna say yeah. in because I'm hopeful. I'm gonna say in, but not that I don't think he can do it. Seven and a half is a, is quite a number, but mm-hmm. I think he can reach it. He's with his defensive coordinator that used him as a chess piece and allowed him the, the freedom to be able to. I think he had six or seven sacks last year in New Orleans in like in less the than last a season. eleven games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in less than a season. So if he can carry that over, I can see seven plus. I'm gonna go on in. So for a full season, I think seven is a good number for him. And that's why I'm upset at you, John. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think seven is like the perfect number to for, 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 for a prediction for him. Yeah. So because I'm optimistic, I'm going to go over. Love it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in. Let's go. But Let's I go. really do. I really do think seven or eight is like the perfect number for him. And I think that if he's getting seven or eight, that means that everybody else, either across that line or on the outsides, they're getting they're 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 getting they're getting pretty close, if not over that number two. So, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Real quick, Tyler, so how big a factor do y'all think Eddie Goldman's going to be? Um, I think they're going to figure out how good a shape Eddie's in first. I've mm-hmm. Taking a year out of football and not playing a lot the year before. Um, I think he could be a big factor. He's a big freaking dude in the middle, and like you know, is I I think he's kind of. If he, I think he's just kind of like found money. If he's good, then great. But I mean, we've we've added so many other guys. Like, you know, I mean, it's never you can never have too much depth on the line, though. So I mean, I'm not right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all feel the same way? Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Mm -hmm. All right, Fleet, you go next, buddy. All right. So my first in or out, in or out. D. Alfred wins the nickel cornerback battle. I was going to ask you guys that. I forgot. So that's a good one. Who's first? Who's first on that? God dang it. Um, (laughs) Absolutely been. Initially or like throughout the season? Because those are different answers for me. (laughs) Initially? Yes. I think, yeah, I'm I'm in on that. I, I I think he does win and I think he keeps it for a good half of the season until Clark Phillips is like, listen, you can't keep me over here for this long. You can't, you, you can't, you can't keep me out. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable. It's yeah, I inevitable. Be, I hate to be boring, but yeah, that's just, I could. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think Clark's going to be just like clawing at the freaking. Exactly. The in there. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm the same way. I, I'm, I'm I think it's going to push D team. too, though. I mean, you're going to see the best out of D I think as well. He's a really good player. He made mm-hmm. a lot of plays last year. And sealed coming from the uh, Canadian Football League. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sealed the Cleveland game. Clark Phillips, I will say, is the guy that I see being the starter by season's end, for sure. Like mm-hmm. that that's my guy. But I think D. Alfred has a leg up and I think he starts week one. I like it. 
So crazy. So crazy how much depth we have in that set in that secondary, man. I mean, heck, what's um we still have Hawk back there, man. That's so wild. Yeah, we haven't yeah. even had to mention Darren Hall's name. Hey, that that's good. Right? Well, that's it, good. I, I, I mentioned it last week because PFF has him as our starting nickel corner. No. Okay. Well, yeah, no. yeah, no, no, probably not. I wouldn't. Not say but um, yeah. but that's but I mean, Thanks, you know, guys. yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you have Savion. All right. So mine is not Falcons related. This Perfect. is actually uh due to a conversation that I had at work today. In or out, frozen pop tarts are an underrated snack. Hmm. I gotta be out because I've never had one frozen. You've never what? had a frozen pop tart? Never had a frozen pop tart. Guys. Freeze a strawberry pop tart and then get back to me, okay? <laughs> it sounds beautiful. I'm I happen to lie. have, I actually happen to have some downstairs. I'm going to do that tonight. Freeze a strawberry pop tart, then get back to me with your findings. <laughs> with your findings. All right, man, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Oh my God. Too. All right, so mine's not uh, related to Falcons either now. Um, all right, and this kind of fleek with you, and I know both of y'all are huge in music uh, as as well in general, but so when y'all hear your favorite singer, rapper, bands, whatever you want to call it, and they and they change up their sound or they just, just you know, you they have a, they may have their first, second record, you're just like, oh, man, this, this is amazing. And also they go away from it. So are you of the crowd that, like, are you in that the bands, on the, on the idea of bands selling out, or are you just saying, like, no, that's just them. Like, I don't want them to play the same record again. Now, that's just them evolving as a band, them changing. I like, just not want to play the same music over and over again. Because I, like, you know, I listen to, I listen to like y'all know, I listen to like everything. So yeah, a lot, a lot of times, like metal bands, for instance, they may start off heavy scream, like heavy scream, and all of a sudden, but the singer can actually sing, and so like you start seeing albums, their progressive albums, like he's singing more, he's singing more, then like all of a sudden the entire album is singing and he's pissed off the entire bunch of fans that started listening to him because he was a scream. And then they're like, nah, he just sold out. They're not, they're just, they're just, you know, they're, they're soft. They can't do that anymore. To me, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear the same album over and over again. Like I want to, like, as long as it's good music, like I want to see, I want to hear something different. So we all enter out on band selling out. Or you want to go first, Savion? So, um, I'm a big weekend. I'm a big the weekend fan. So I mm-hmm. actually have been like in your shoes a hundred percent hearing like his fans and all this type of stuff, hearing like his evolution of uh what the weekend is, like him coming from how him coming from his sound when he first started and then getting to kind of like this pop sound that he has now, or had because now he's an actor. Um <laughs> but Tedros. Tedros, yes. Um <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I'm a hundred percent in for letting a for for having a um musician change his sound or change their sound. I keep saying his their sound whenever they want to because it's their music. And (laughs) ultimately, don't get me wrong, we are the consumers of it, and we kind of decide decide you know how good it is, or we give it kind of like a rating or whatnot. But if that's what they want to do, let them take that chance and let them see what that evolution sounds like to them. I think that's just, I think that's just a beautiful thing of life that you can do that. Agreed. Yeah. Please. I'm a, I'm hundred uh, percent agreeing with Savion on there. Like being an artist myself and making music, I, I know that sometimes you just want to do what you're feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, now, when I was younger, I kind of subscribed to the thought of like, if, if you got me here doing something, man, if you want to keep me here, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But right. I will say one artist kind of changed my mind in that aspect. And um, he's an artist that unfortunately passed away. His name is XXXTentacion. Just yes. his, his music itself, he was like purely a rage rapper at first. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped this beautiful album called 17. And I almost, I just, I cried listening to it. It's beautiful. And I remember just thinking, like, that's art. Like, that's how you do a switch. Like, you you baited me. You got me here with this amazing rage thingy. And then you just calmed my heart. Like, that that's amazing to me. Like, I love when artists and bands have versatility to be able to do different things. Mm-hmm. So I'm completely in on it. Like, like real quick, like, one, 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 one artist that I absolutely adore, I mean, probably my favorite artist right now is Kendrick Lamar. And the, and the reason why is because he doesn't have a set style. He just goes with whatever he feels at the moment. And you can tell whatever he, what he's feeling through whatever music it is that, he, that he's putting out. Like, Good Kid, Mad City is different from Dependable Butterfly, which is different from Damn, which is different from Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And you can just almost hear him evolve throughout his career and it's just it's it, it's a beautiful thing when you listen to a discography from front to back and you can hear a musician like Ty, like tyler said or and like fleek said you can hear them evolve mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like tyler said sucks when an artist feels trapped to stick to a style they feel they've grown out of yeah 100 mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't know if y'all saw the the mailbag show mm-hmm. but that one of the one of the questions for us was um favorite new artist that we that we liked and um I have to send you guys a couple of reaction videos because I uh, it's a band called Sleep Token and I don't know if you've heard of them. They've been around for about f- five six years, mm-hmm. but this latest album, I've never heard anything like it, man. It's it, it is it is a combination of R and B, rap, metal, and it's it's like it's put together so well, like it'll blow your mind. Like it's like the, I need to hear that. the singer's voice is ridiculous. Number one, but dude, he's dropping bars. You're just like, what? Like it is, it comes out of nowhere. And there's some of the reaction videos are hysterical. Cause they're like, they've never heard of him either. Just like, who is this? Like, how is, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy. They, they, all the four guys or are, are, they've remained anonymous their entire career. Like the singer just goes by a vessel. He wears like a freaking mask and like the three other members, they have masks on. So you don't know who they are. And the, the guy, the lead singer, he literally writes everything except for the drums. He writes the piano, he writes guitar, he writes the bass, he writes the songs. Like, wow. like Tyler knows. He says Sleep Tuckman is one of a kind. It really is, dude. Like, y'all got to, I'm going to send you, the, I'll send you like a couple of the reaction videos. You'll mm-hmm. love it. Please um, do. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Um, is it me? Is it me again? No, it's Fleek. Go ahead, Fleek. Fleek. So, back to football, back to the Falcons, but not necessarily the current. Atlanta Falcons. There was a tweet going around this weekend, this past weekend, right? Who was the best Atlanta Falcons to ever put on that jersey? Damn you. Saw Damn you for asking the, this. <laughs> I saw a lot of the same name. 95% of the names yeah. I've seen was Matt Ryan. Yep. Me, myself, if you've ever heard my take on it, you know what I'm about to ask you. In or out? Julio Jones is the best Atlanta Falcon to ever put on a jersey. Damn it, man. Come on. Let me know. You're not playing this game ever again. I'm never inviting you on to play. <laughs> you're looking, I'm revoking your... 
You taking uh, my inner out? Taking your inner out card, man. You can do. You can do underrated, overrated. You can do parade breaks on your skates. Nothing. No, don't give him under. Don't give him underrated, overrated. He'll just find a way to bring this. That's back. true. That's true. Uh-huh. Um, shit, man. Dang. Because here, all right. I don't even know how to answer this because, again, being an Alabama fan, like like you, Fleek, like I mean, watching Julio there, you fall in love with him there. Then he comes to your favorite freaking team. And does things that you've never <coughs> seen a receiver do, really. Like, I mean, make, uh, Megatron, you know, possibly. Um, I, and see, I, I saw that question too, and I tweeted, I tweeted out or responded back to it. I said, I can understand anybody that says Matt, Julio, or Dion, even though Dion was only here for five years. Yeah. He still was, you know, and he went on obviously to have a Hall of, Hall of Fame career. Um, I guess I, hmm, damn it, man. If you want to go ahead and say something, save you on, feel free. I'm still walling up my head. So, are we talking talent wise? We talking just straight up, straight up, straight up, straight up best, straight up, just straight up. Like when you watch this guy. Matter of fact, before you answer, can I give my my argument as to mm-hmm. why? No, you know what? Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll, I will say I'm in on Julio, and I and I love Matt to death. But I'll, this is why because Julio is one of the best receivers to ever play the game, in my opinion. Yes, yes that's my explanation. I think Matt, great quarterback, I think, really good quarterback, but not one of the best to play the position. We can legitimately make an argument that Julio is one of the, you know, better top receiver, five. top five yeah. receiver you've ever seen in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can go, I can, I can be in on that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. No, that was what I was going to uh-huh. say. I just, I, when I look at it, right, and the only reason I don't put Dion over Julio is because he was only here for five years, but he's number two to me. Spoiler alert. But um, Julio was so consistently one of the best, if not the best, the at best his position yeah. in the NFL year in and year out. And his only debate was Antonio Brown. That, that's it. For, like, the 20 mm-hmm. – most of the 2010s, like, yeah. Julio yeah. was the best receiver in the league. So if you dominate in our top three at your position, what eight out of ten years? I mean, I don't know. Like he, like you said, Matt Ryan's not in the top five quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. He's a very good quarterback, but he's mm-hmm. not in that echelon. Julio Jones's name sits and rings perfectly next to Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and those guys to me. Yeah, it so, does. It yeah. Is, yeah, it does. And Jamal said Julio is my favorite all-time player, though I'm actually a Bama fan as well. So, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, dude, yeah. I mean, I've got the old-school Bama freak. No, I've got, well, both. And Falcons yep. jersey sitting in my closet in there. So, yeah. Uh, so, here's the thing, We're both, man. by the way, we're, we're all, we're all going to be banned for the next show, just so you know. Mike's going to hate <laughs> every one of us for not saying I know. Right. I, oh, I'm sorry, I Mike. Know. I can't, I, I can't, I can't say Matt Ryan in good faith. I mean, he gave us the most, he gave, he gave the franchise the most stability. Yes. With his play, he did. I'll give him that. And mm-hmm. so that in itself is a great argument to say, oh, he's the best, you know, because he's just, mm-hmm. he just, he just won ever since he got here. He just won. Yeah. I argue he's the most valuable. I'm with that. I'm with that. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. I am um, yeah. best. I got to be out. I got to be out. It's got to be Dion for me. And I wasn't even alive for Dion. I understand. Don't yell at me. But 
I was. When you I say deep, but when you <laughs> so I love you, John. <laughs> See the grays, man. I was. <laughs> if you're saying the best, Deion Sanders was the best. Knew he was the best, and went on to the get and went on to the field and showed why was why he was the best. And he did that in a lot of jerseys, but he did do it in a Falcons jersey. So that That's means true. if he is, if you're saying the best to put on that jersey, this is true. Got to be Deion Sanders. This is true. I can't argue with. You. I can't argue yeah, with because I'm mean, not I, mad at that at all. No, and that's that's he's. I mean, y'all have heard it. I mean, Mike and I both. That's the reason. And we were Falcon. This that is the only reason Mike became a Falcons fan because he was in DC, living in DC, and he saw yeah. he saw my, he saw Dion play, and he was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And so yeah. he that's what got him into football. Obviously, yeah. I was already in Atlanta, so yeah. But what when he was drafted, you know, I was seven, you know, so like I really wasn't mm-hmm. into it yet. But then around like ninety one, ninety two, when I really started getting into it, I'm like, man. This dude is just ridiculous. I mean, like, you yeah. knew even at that age, like at ten years old, I was like, yeah, I had to, I had to be watching every game. Like, you know, he yeah. was, that, it was that, it was like, like Mike Vick was for y'all. Like, that's how Dion mm-hmm. was for me. Like, I had to be yeah. glued to the TV, seeing if he's going to return a punt, see if he's going to intercept the ball, and like high step at the fifty all the way back. Like, that was, you know, what I had to be tuned in for. So yeah, yeah I can't argue with either one of those guys, man. And for I think sure. Archangel that agrees with both those. And Rich said, yeah. Leo broke his own record. He did, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Exactly right. Julio had Julio had one of the greatest runs in a playoff Mm. game (gasps) in that Green Bay Packers game. Yeah. Mm. And not to mention the 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 regular season three hundred he dropped on Carolina. I'll always remember that. I'll remember where I where I was sitting for that game. Like I was in I was I was in my um I was in my uh, mom's living room. And we and I'm just watching the game, and I remember somebody was like, "You uh, can you turn this off?" You know, because nobody else is a Falcons fan. It's just me. It's just me. I'm the only Falcons fan. Like, can we turn this off? I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 watching Julio do things that should not be done to to, uh, to other human beings. <laughs> yeah, and and, and I will say the one knock, of course, is going to be the career touchdown number. I know mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the one thing that people yeah. argue doesn't put him in that vein with Randy and them, but. I just gotta say, man, it's just a special player. Like I, I was, uh, I turned on some Julio Jones highlights last last night, and they're just highlights. But I just, just hearing the commentators Ridiculous. and watching the moments, it put me back in the moment when it was actually happening. And I think that he's probably the best player I've watched in my lifetime. It felt like that like he's given me the best moments I've had in my lifetime as a Falcons fan, other you know, than Michael Vick. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, my line, man. Yeah. He said, "If I ask if if I ask you who would the goat be in no position specifically, and you said Deion Sanders, that would not be blasphemy." And you're right; it wouldn't be. Seriously, seriously, no, it wouldn't be. Tyler said Deion was my favorite Braves player too, dude. He, <laughs> he he did both in the same day. Y'all know that, right? Took a hell of a after a game yeah. and played another game. And and I mean, I've heard a lot of MLB guys say, you know, and I I watched him. Well, I'm with the Braves too. I'm a huge Braves fan too. Um, that and yeah, he could have been a Hall of Famer as a baseball player, which is just insane. To think. Yeah. I mean, he'd have had a lot. He'd have had a lot more career, but just yeah. I mean, it's just nuts, man. Um, all right, so Savion. All right, so um, I had one. It was Falcons related. I lost it, so I'm trying to make up one on the fly. Got it. Um, that was quick. 
So, right in or out for my two Bama guys. Oh God, Demarco Hellums will be will be on this roster three years from now. Uh, well, I'm a homer, so I'm going to say in. I, I believe in him. I think he will be. If nothing else, just for special teams ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, You're in. I, I had to go through the logistics in my mind. Like, okay, yeah. Gone. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to play it all out of my mind. I think he has the potential to do it, bro. I really do. That's what I was I mean, looking for, yeah. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want, I wanted to see the logistics go, go, go through your mind first, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I think see like y equals mx plus b. Yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But no, the reason why is exactly what John said. He's going to carve out a role here, if mm-hmm. not, if if not for anything, just for special teams. Like I really think that that we got ourselves a nice little steal with him. I don't know about um about Gwen, Gwen. yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about Gwen yet. But I I really do think that with Hitman Hillams that we that we found ourselves a nice steal at least a special teams guy. Right, and, and if he's and if he's on the team as a special teams guy, he can slide into that role if there's an injury, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. just kind of and he then at that point he has a chance to either make it or break it. So. And yeah. then he's and then he can kind of maybe he fits into that big nickel role that we you know that that we that we might need back down in the um later on, but yeah. you know we'll see. That's the thing too, yeah. Like I mean, he can get a lot better. He's also in the same room as Jerry Gray. Like he yeah, can he's in the same room. Mm-hmm. Hey, who knows? Yep. Well, so, all right, guys. Well, uh, that was that was a nice little interval. We could do more, but it's, it's already getting late. So we we, we got to wrap it up here pretty soon. But yeah. um, I will I will answer a few more questions. We got. Oh well, dude. Rich said he had one of the best catches ever, which is Super Bowl. I wasn't even going to bring it up, man. Oh, uh, but. Bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That should live in fame. Instead, yeah. it's an infamy. <laughs> Bro, like it led oh to the God. biggest meltdown in one drive that you will ever see. You know what's so sad about that, bro? Like Matt Ryan, that was one of the best throws I've seen in Super Bowl oh. too, bro. Yeah, it was. I mean, how do you put it? Oh I mean, my gosh. Outstretched bro. hand. Over over his hands, where only Julio, the freak athlete, could get it. It was, and he got it. I'm pretty sure broke his foot on the way down. Tapping it down, man. Hey, listen, I'm a huge anime guy, right? And I have the base of anime fights a lot. That's exactly a huge mm-hmm. part of anime and how good an anime fight is is mm-hmm. the buildup. What led these two characters to this place? Julio and Matt had been such a great tandem for so many years before that. Mm-hmm. And if that play was the culmination of winning a Super Bowl, that that just would have been like that just would have been everything, man. Like I'm about to cry. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm about to tear up. Jeez. Talks as a Clemson guy and purely for Clemson reasons, Gwen ain't it. <laughs> I respect that is, I have a hard time giving Auburn it. any credit. So I mean I, I that is that's real right there. Yeah. All right, so we're going to end it on this, man. D said, do y'all support Desmond Ritter or do y'all have faith in Desmond Ritter or both? 100% both, buddy. 
Because yeah. I don't know how, as a Falcons fan, you can't support the quarterback. And I don't give a shit who it is. It could be me. I mean, like, I, guess, I, mean, like, <laughs> I mean, literally, like, I would expect y'all to support me, even though I would suck at it. I would expect y'all to support me and want to win the game. But no, seriously, yep. I mean, like, like last year, neither one, neither Mike nor I really wanted Mariota to be the quarterback. But we wanted it, we wanted him to do well because he wanted to win every week. So I I'm gonna support whoever is wearing red and black man on Sunday. I don't care. Like, you know, if he's if, yeah, I mean I hundred percent support him and I do have faith in him because I, I mean I, again if it's if it's just based on work ethic alone and what he what we've seen just from the from the neck up, I know y'all get tired of hearing me say that probably, but it's just the truth. I mean, that's what separates quarterbacks, man, in this league. It is. Uh, it's not necessarily arm talent. It can, it can be. Now, if you have amazing arm talent that can get you out of some bad situations, it is. But um, it's the guys that really process stuff quickly. You've got to be able to pick apart a defense in a matter of seconds and understand what yes. you're looking at. And the guys that can do that at a high level are the ones that excel. And I don't know that he can do it because we haven't seen it enough of it. Uh, but I think he has the ability to do it. So, yeah, 100% both ways, man. And I hope I'm right up both ways. And if I'm not, then I guess we're on to the next. But, you know, we'll Drake be season. No, I just don't. <laughs> but, nah, same, 100%. I, I support Dez. I support everybody on the Falcons. I, You know, people rooting against a specific player on your favorite team has kind of always been weird to me. I'll always support my guys. Um, and I have faith in Desmond. Yeah, engine number nine. I, I, I like it. Like, I think he'll take a step forward this year. Like like Mike – I mean, sorry, like John said, the mindset alone gives me, you know, the faith that I need. I don't know if y'all got a chance to read it last year prior to him being drafted, but he dropped an article. Um, Players Tribune. Players Tribune. He dropped an article to NFL GMs as to why they should draft him. Mm-hmm. And reading over that article, I mean, I already believed him because I was a fan of him at Cincy, but reading that article just solidified in my mind. And, and also how everyone around him talks about him, right? How, right. Big, how much of a leader he is mm-hmm. in year two. You know, it, it, guys like Grady, Jarrett, who has been all around this league, seen ups and downs, knows what it takes. If he looks at Desmond Ritter and believes in him and thinks this guy could possibly be the one, I'm all in. I believe. So here's my thing with Desmond. Like, either everybody, like everybody in the the locker room is completely fooled by this man's salesmanship, and this neat man needs to be selling cars after he's done playing quarterback. He'll be just fine, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or this guy may have something, and I'm not going to say it because, you know, no no, no teammate is going to come out and say, oh, nah, I don't believe in this guy. This guy kind of – this this guy's trash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But there is something to say about everybody saying the same thing, saying, yo, I don't know what it is about this kid, but he's got – He's got something. He's 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 got something up here that's different that separates him, you know. And so, the only thing with that is, and the reason why you know you can have faith and you can be supportive, but you can also be cautious, is that that way of winning takes time, takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. He's only in year two, so 
let's say those first eight games, or excuse me, I'm not going to do eight because if he has bad eight games, this this oh fan base will have a riot. Whew. Those first those first three games, let's say that he that he that that he has his struggles. Let's say game four he comes in and he and he writes the ship. Will we have confidence in him to be able to do that for the next what is that thirteen games? I think as Falcons fans, we're gonna have to, <laughs> because quite honestly, man, we have kind of uh, we've kind of uh, hatched this season's uh, this season's wagon to Desmond Ritter's uh, to Desmond Ritter's arm. So I'm here. I have I'm fully I'm fully supporting him. I have my faith in him. I'm ready, man. Let's let's yeah. let's let's see what you got, nine. Song. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Yeah, and I mean, we'll well. One more. You know, we could we could have an, uh, well. I was gonna say about Ritter, but we could have an entire show about that, and we we probably yeah. will eventually because you know, still you know, that's not even yeah, July, still yet, late June. Yeah, still late June. Um, <laughs> Brisson, how do you guys feel about middle line back position with Troy Anderson, Michael Walker? I'm still confused why we haven't resigned Rashawn Evans, which he didn't do bad. No, we didn't. Uh, no, I thought Rashawn did okay, except when he was in coverage, which he's not. He's never been a really good coverage linebacker. It's not really his thing. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's uh, a scheme fit. I don't know if it's money. You know, we that's those are conversations we're obviously not going to know about. Um, right. I wouldn't be mad if they brought him back. I don't know how he would slide in here. I mean, obviously he was here because he was he kind of knew what the defense was with Dean, obviously from Tennessee. Um, I'm confident. I'm Troy was my pick on our mailbag show to be most improved player on defense this year. So mm-hmm. that, I hope, you know, he makes that, that step. Michael, I still don't know. I mean, I, we talked about it earlier in the show, man, Rich, if you were here or not, but I don't know. We don't know. All of us, we don't yeah. know. It's just, we, we, he's been up, he's been down. Um, I think if he's can, I think if he has a, if he knows what he's doing now, if he knows what his role is and it's not start with the green dot, lose the green dot, you know, change positions that type i think if he knows his consistent role he can be better and like savion said earlier in the show you've got that front up there to help him out so yeah. i'm kind of a wait and see on michael um confident Same. with troy and uh yeah yeah Same. Okay. wait wait and see on michael troy is 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 an insane athlete um also a smart guy if he can put it all together he can be special uh we don't like to predict high ceilings for for guys just starting out and getting their feet lit and stuff mm. like that. Um, to put them in that position, it's not really fair to them. But So I won't throw out any comps or any names, but I do think that Troy Anderson has high potential and he has the chance to be something special in his defense for a long time. Somebody said in the chat uh, last week or week before that they could see him being Luke Keekly. See, that's the name. That's, and which that's is, the name. That's the which name. Is, which is <laughs> – so damn early to say after one year, but That's it is, but it's absolutely That's the name. The like you, it is, I mean, like you can see a young, if he develops, you can see that type of player. Well, and honestly, a, a more athletic Luke Keekley, which is freakish mm, to think about. It's crazy to say, right? Right. Because I mean, if for, for anybody that didn't see Luke Keekley, like, and Mike said it too before, like, I mean, like maybe the most underrated linebacker we've seen in a long time because of what he did on a week to week basis. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's our, that, if I, that's, I mean, if dude, we struck gold, like super gold, if that's how, how he ends up being like, like, talking, yeah. 
And yeah. Dixon, Larry, man, Dixon Wayman. Make sure y'all check out Dixon Wayman. He's having a great time doing these uh, these Braves games right now. It's a little more fun than the Hawks games, I think it was. Him and his wife, man, they do a play-by-play on their channel. So make sure you go check them nice. out. He said put Troy on the outside so he can hunt QBs with that speed he has. So, so with that, real quick, I like that idea. I like that idea, but at the same time, he's – I feel, I feel like he would be so good in between the tackles mm-hmm. that I that that, that, I, that I don't know if you want to do that. Like, don't get me wrong; it's a great idea, and it, and if you want him to follow that that running back wherever he goes, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Just having him being able to shoot, especially with Ryan Nielsen's defense, I think is going to be more just see ball, get ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so with that, I think you'll kind of want him to be in the middle of it and being able to go sideline to sideline. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention, this is real quick too. Now, I think he already kind of has it in him, but Nielsen's got that like kind of badass edge to him. I think mm-hmm. he's going to pass along to Troy because I think that's kind of the next level for Troy too to get that confidence and that swagger to him yeah. to where like he knows I'm about to like about to mess you up type of thing. Like, yeah, I think that'll go a long way too. And Arc, Archangel said, I need AK 47 to lock and load and shoot off this year. I think he'll, dude, he'll, he'll benefit just like the other edges will, I think, yeah. man, with those, with those guys in the middle, 100%. So, so yeah. much potential on this team. So much potential. So much. Guys, the names say, just keep coming. Man, y'all, we could go another hour. That's what's so hilarious about <laughs> right? this. So June, much. and we're sitting here talking for two hours about stuff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. It is crazy, crazy, man. But, uh, man, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming back tonight, man. I can't wait to have y'all back. With Mike, obviously, next time around, he'll be in a new spot. Maybe maybe, maybe he and I will be in, this next, in the same room next time y'all do a show with us, which would be crazy. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, before we head out, man, Fleek, tell folks where they can find you, and then we'll go on to Savion. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ron Rico Season. I think I have it somewhere on the screen here. Um, at NM Falcons on Twitter. That is also our podcast, uh, Savion and I. We frequent there. You know what I'm saying? We're still trying to get things patched back together. We've all been kind of busy. We've all had – the dead period. It's life, man. It happens. It happens. It happens, right? But we're going to get it locked and loaded again, just like AK47 will. And we're going to get back to giving y'all that great Falcons content. So definitely give us a follow. And yeah, man, thank you for having me again, bro. This is it's literally my favorite show to, to guest on. Man, Talk, I, hands down. I appreciate that, brother. You know that. Of course. Say, young. Uh, find me at Mixon. That is M I X S O N underscore or no i can't remember my doggone thing listen my name is savion mixon you can find me at vikings wire it's late, man. It's, two o'clock. it's late man i i gotta go back and and feed my daughter um listen uh savion mixon i write for uh vikings wire i write for atb network i love being on this show i love being on uh the new millennium falcons uh and also write for blogging dirty every now and again listen I can't thank you enough, John, for having us on today, man. I love – I miss talking Falcons. Oh, <laughs> not saying not yes. saying I don't love the Vikings, but I missed talking <laughs> Falcons. Yes. <laughs> man, look, y'all know y'all are welcome, man. Anytime, man. That's, I mean, y'all are too have been uh, supporting us, I mean, damn near since the beginning, man. Like literally like a month or so after we started, we all got – we all hooked up, and it's been like just – 
it's been great, man. We've been going both ways. I mean, supported your guys with your with your podcast, and we'll continue to do so. Uh, and like they said, man, make sure y'all check them out, Hunter and uh, and Trey Sean. I know he's got a little one on the way, right? If you um, if you think so, Savion and I but, are characters, you gotta meet Trey Sean. You gotta Absolutely. meet Trey Way and Hunter. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like Mike said at the beginning of the show, probably most underrated Falcons podcast. So make them more. Less underrated. Go subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Make sure you do that. I was about and to say I, more rated. Rated? I yeah, know, I was about to say I'm not, rated. I'm not sure the semantics on that one. <laughs> yeah, but either, either way, I'll put the link to their channel in the description of the video once I get it out there so y'all can go subscribe to them. But, uh, yeah, guys, and, and for y'all watching, man, thanks for hanging with us for freaking two hours. And uh, Big Low, what's yes. up, bro? He said, uh, what in the world, Bo? Oh Tell Savion to meet me at the Vision Hole. We're going to get a hook. What in the world, Bo? Let's do it. Let's me and Lowe, do it. Me and Lowe actually had lunch a few days ago. How about that? Really? Oh, I know. That Lowe, was amazing. Hey. Low ribs we've, on you for me next, right? Dude, we found out we lived like 10 minutes from each other. I had no idea. Facts. Facts. Really? Yeah. yeah, ribs on low? Ribs on low, anybody? Ribs on low? Did, actually, he did buy lunch, so I, I I got him next time. So, yeah, how about that? Nice. What in the world, bro? What a great what a Right, great what in the world? What a great guy. <laughs> hey, man, Jordan, appreciate you, dude, man. appreciate you, man. Dixon Way, awesome. Yeah, great show. Uh, Carrie, amazing show. So happy to see you guys back. Thanks, Love you, Carrie. Appreciate it. Um Oh, Dixon Way said, yeah, John, you should qualify for Super Chats now. Really? Damn, I'll have to check my settings then if that's the case. Let's yeah, do go. That. Y'all that would be great. Um, somebody sell Fleek, you still owe me $40. <laughs> what in the world, bro? For what? I ain't even know. I ain't even know. <laughs> hey, Big Low hit me. You're talking DMs, about like, ribs. Uh, You're talking about ribs. You had, you had, that's too slow. <laughs> oh, shit. Thanks, Larry. I'll have to check that out, Larry. I appreciate you, brother. Um, anyway, you guys can follow us uh, on Twitter out of your effing mind. Uh, you can. That's mostly me. Mike will sign his tweets so he doesn't lock me into having to respond to all of it. So if you see dash Mike Kit, you'll know it's Mike. Any, anything else is probably me. Um, you can follow us on Instagram out of your Falcon mind or TikTok out of your Falcon mind. And that is pretty much all Mike. And you should be following him because he puts some funny ass shit on there. Um, he'll do some shorts here on YouTube, which we're both going to be. Uh, actually, we've got a skit coming. We're going to do before the season. He and I together, uh, but maybe a special guest or two. It's going to be fun. We're working it out right now, but it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Um, so keep your eyes posted for that. And um, we'll be back next Wednesday. We're going to do seven thirty going forward. So to seven thirty next Wednesday, um, we'll probably have a guest, another guest on. Don't know what. We're just going to spend this time in the off season, man, just reaching out to folks and having them on, talking Falcons, and just keeping the conversation going because you know we've got nothing else to do until training camp starts. So we might as well just keep it going. One more month, guys. One, one more. more month. That's right, man. Oh, and also, if you want any merch, like I said, like the shirt I'm wearing or hoodies <laughs> or anything else, bonfire.com backslash out of your Falcon mind. You can find it's all amazing. the stuff there. And yeah, oh, they yeah. they came out really good, man. I'm I'm really happy with these. So. Um, Anyway, you guys have a great night. We appreciate y'all watching for, again, two hours. Save y'all on fleet. Much love, guys. You know we love you guys, man. Thank you for coming on. Love y'all, man. Love y'all too, bro. We will see y'all next week. And, and y'all know how Mike takes it out, right? So when y'all got to do it? Y'all know how Mike takes it out? Out of your falcon mind. Peace. Peace.